And the podcast will begin in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, the concert king himself, <laughs> here in the flesh, Mr. Martin Rivera. Clapping for myself. Thank you so much. I'm clapping for myself. Awesome. And thank you for dinner, by the way. Oh, my God. Bitin. We should have eaten more. Kala we should have eaten earlier. Oh. It was Robin Rivera's fault. It's, we always look forward to our first meal. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How have you been? This is a lovely home you've got here. Thank you. They have trees here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we have everything. We have goats, llamas, uh, trees, and all that stuff. Two of everything. So, anyway... Thank you for being here. Of course. It's a, it's a privilege. And yeah, how do I say this? Um, we had 32 episodes in the can on season one. And we have one, two, three, four, five. Five episodes before you okay. here in season two. And on behalf of all the guests that have been to Paco's place, you, I mean, when I say concert king, kinikilabutan ako, ayano. You actually just validated everyone who came on the program. Wow, thank you. So thank you. That's good, right? Validation? Yeah. That's good. Okay. So on behalf of everybody else that have been here, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And, and it, it was so funny because like Robin's been a friend of mine for um, a long time now. And um, thank you for allowing, for trusting me to take care of your son. Thank you for taking care of my son. Yes. And I think the mom would, would want to say the same thing because we don't know who his circle of friends are and we're happy it starts with you. Thank you. But uh, you know, like, talagang we, sabi ko nga, hindi kami magbarkada but we're, we're brothers. That's nice. So that's what I say. That's nice. And then he just blurted out, you want my, my dad's coming. And I go, okay, you want, you want him on the, on the show? I go, kaya shout out Robin Rivera. So, <laughs> I mean, is that even a question? However, uh -oh. however, we all took pride on the fact that none of us actually suggested you to be on the show. Really? Nope. Then you don't need me. No, we. <laughs> pero out See of, ya. Out of respect, Mart, to, to the concert prince or your prince. Prince of Pops. Prince of Pops. <laughs> Out of respect, diba? Like, it was really... No one's, gonna, no one's gonna mention Martin or Pops. It's... Really? I wanna hear... I wanna watch that podcast. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Robin. No, when Robin's with us. That's right. It's all about Robin. And that's what I'm happy about. That's why I wanted yeah. to come to Los Angeles first. I wanted to see the Robin you're describing. Yes. Because yung kilala namin ni Robin sa bahay, siyempre, our little baby, our right, firstborn. Right, right. So, to see him in his own... In his new roots... North Hollywood. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, God. come on. And the music that he that he's surrounded by and then good friends like you. Not only us, but the network that he is cultivating. Yes. Na talagang hang out with real, legit, I know. local producers. I thought he was name dropping, but it's not name dropping. No, no, it's no, for no. real. Yeah. That's your son. Right. In LA. That's awesome. You know, he knows how proud I am. He knows how <laughs> proud we are. But he also knows how much we miss him. You know, now with this pandemic and all parents who have kids all over the world and, yeah. and family, you know, you worry about oh, yeah, them yeah. more than ever, times 10 at least. How many kids do you have? That I know of. Yes. Um, <laughs> that you are 99.9% .9 sure you... 99.9% .9 sure. <laughs> Three. Okay, okay. 
three at 99.9%. Three, I know for sure. Robin Ram and of course, Santino, who lives in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. And why, why, why are you here in the States? Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I came to... Uh, I'm just so happy I was able to leave because can you leave? Can you come back? Can you fly? Even your mother-in-law were talking about right. it. We were saying, you know, is it easy for someone with a blue passport to travel back and forth and so on? So and we you had, have a blue passport. Yes, I, I was, I, since I was the age of 10. But I'm a dual citizen. Okay. And I, with, this, with this form that makes you, like, like an, uh, it's an oath of allegiance or something like that that you need to take. To prove that you are also Filipino, okay, and that form that you—it's an uh, like a, a like a letter or a, a a notarized letter that says that you are dual. Uh, they're they're allowing that, so that's my ticket in. Santino oh. has it. I came here to pick up Santino to bring him to the Philippines because he is bored sick here in in America for now. Anyway, for now, we, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do in the Philippines either. But I somehow we we click. I, I don't know if it's a father son thing, but there's a. He has a different relationship with me than he does right. with his mother in Las right. Vegas. So he wants to see Boracay. He doesn't know it's closed. <laughs> he wants to see Balisin. He doesn't know it's closed. <laughs> but that's the selling point of getting right, his right, right. butt to the Philippines. So I would love to do the same for Robin, but I don't want to break. I don't want to ruin his stride. I know. He's, a, he's in his uh, flow. Right? Yeah. You got to let them go. And one thing I, I appreciate most about Robin is he really wanted to make it here right. on his own right. without leaning on a name or leaning on a parent nope. isn't a bit no he wants to go on his own and i respect that you know like niloloko nga namin si robin sabi namin let's write a song well, okay and i go we, i have a title and he's like what's the title sabi ko lady be mine <laughs> i bet you he said no <laughs> yes Oh, you did say no? That's how i much that's how well i know you him said, oh no no you said robin's here by the way you said uh, <laughs> Did you say let's do it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Diba, I want to hear that. Diba, be my lady. Ito naman, lady be mine. Why diba? not? Oh, oh diba? Parang, parang si Heaven goes by the name of Heaven New. Heaven New? Because, because my song goes, Heaven Knows. That's right. So siya naman, Heaven, heaven New. new. Okay. okay. I like where this is going. I want to hear that song. Lady be mine. Lady be mine. Why not? Diba? Right? So, speaking of songs. Don't let's not be my man. We're, we're good. Can't, can't. Be my significant other. Okay, let's be politically correct. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot where I was. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Speaking of songs, talk about, talking about, um, what you call it? You are my song. Oh. That, when, uh, the reason why I'm, I, I've always wanted to ask you, when you wrote that, did you write that for yourself or did you write that for Regine? I wrote that for Regine. It's funny how you mentioned that song because that's one of the songs that took me the fastest to write. I was stuck in traffic. I got a call from, from Louis Ocampo. The phone is like this, pa. Hello? Anybody? Hello? And he said, I have a, a melody. I need lyrics. And here's the story of the movie. It's going to be a theme song for Wanted Perfect Mother. Uh, kind of like a sound of, you know, sound of music, right? Where the, yeah. the yaya falls in love. I mean, the music teacher or yep. whatever. Anyway, so that was a similar story with Christopher De Leon and, and Regine Velasquez. So, you are my song. So, you, while stuck in traffic. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Right in front of the Forbes Park gate and on EDSA, I finished the song. From, from uh, the Pase Road to almost Buendia, 30 minutes in traffic, you are my song. That's how Robin Rivera wrote his album. I believe. In traffic. Not in 30 minutes. Not, not in 30. In, also in traffic? 
<laughs> do you write? Do you write your songs in the bathroom? I wrote a song in the bathroom once. What's it called? Never mind what I was doing. <laughs> Never mind. You use your imagination, but you know what the name of the song was? What? Paradise. <laughs> Think about it. Thinking. Where's your mind tonight? What are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> it's paradise. Yeah, that was a good song. Was it a fast song or a slow it's song? It's like it's very jazzy about a basha. Okay. Oh, okay. So why did you going back to your my song? Your my song. So like hit. Who whose idea was it for you to revive it? Well, it's funny now. I revived my own song. It was actually the the recording company because in a movie when it's a movie theme, it only lasts two weeks. You right. know that? I don't yeah. know the rules back in Manila back. In those days, I think this was the 90s, right? 96 or 97. Um, so they said, Sayang, ang ganda yung song. Um, Vic De Rosario and Chito Ilagan, and these are names I'm sure you know, that they fell in love with the song. They said, Sayang, we need to really push it. So when Louis and I re-recorded it, Louis says, but we have to make a difference. So they added a bridge. Okay. Maybe we yes. the last until... Yes. In the original, wala yun. wala yun. So that was an idea that you were like, Okay, I'm going to revive my own song. Was that the first time you did that? Revive my own song, yes. First of all, I'm not really a legit songwriter like Robin. I'm one of those, I have to be in the mood. Someone has to give me the music. I'm not a musician. I can't even, I, I can't even read notes or chords. So it, I really was in a songwriting mood at that time. And, and then it just worked out perfectly. And then Louis made the melody for the bridge. flavor, Very yes, David yes. Foster, very yes. Chicago. And that's where that came in. Okay. And the reason why I asked that was because when I was when I was younger, I saw an interview between you and your dad, the late Bert Nivera. And I'll never for I'll never forget that nice um rapport that you guys had. And then he was I'm, I'm paraphrasing based on my memory, wherein Sabinya, when you were young, he would actually you he'd I, I think the tip he gave you was try to sing in as many styles as you can. You guys talked about that on yes, TV. Yes. Right? And he was I, I was looking at him, I was so proud of you. And then I met I, I mean I became closer to your son before being like this with you now. <laughs> and and my thing is, my thing is, you have always been proud of your son, but your son turned out to be not only a good singer, but also an instrumentalist. Yes. How did it go from the late Bert Nivera down to Robin and you in the middle. What was the feeling like? Did you push your son to? I wish I could take <clears> credit <throat> for Robin's musicality, but I think I was adopted. <laughs> of the three, Bert, Martin, and Robin, I was the one adopted because Bert was the original singer, performer. Look into the, he would always tell me, look into the spotlight. And then I look at my dad when we sing a duet, his eyes are closed. I have no idea. Said that you said look in the spot. You know when Lola sings, it's always ah! you could uh, dad, dad. Um, so I don't really know what that meant, but I think he meant focus and your eyes need to communicate. Right. But here comes Robin with his musicality, his his, his gift of guitar, yeah, his gift of, of making a melodies work in a way and then to make a message that to put words into a melody the way he does. Yes. it doesn't have to yes. be the kind that rhyme and the obvious you know where it's going to go kind of a song. That's, that's talent. That's really talent. So I don't know where he got that. I've always been a frustrated uh, songwriter. I've been a, in high school. I used to get beaten up because <laughs> they thought I was gay. And, and back then, gay didn't mean what we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gay back then meant uh, a we win. We extra sport. But, but you're a good basketball player. Only when I got older. When I was a oh, kid, okay. yeah, I was, I was gay, actually. That's really... <laughs> 
I was a wimp. Yes, I was a nerd. I was the one that uh, doesn't go to the dances to dance. Yeah, just to go to be seen, and then after 30 minutes, I go home. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so that's okay. So that's Robin, and then you have Ram, who's also a good singer. Great. Actually, would you agree? Ram is actually the best singer. Yes, that's what. The, In the, that's he's what... pitch perfect. Yes, Ram. He's articulate. He, the way he articulates, he's clearer than both Robin and I when he sings a song, and he's got a range that uh, we didn't know he had. High voice, right? Not even he knew. Really high. All of a sudden, he'll just whip out a, a song from, uh, what's the name of that guy? I don't want to close your eyes. Oh, oh Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Steven where, Tyler, yeah. Where did that come from? Bert Nyavera, Martin Nyavera, Robin Nyavera, <laughs> Aerosmith. Tell me. I don't know. Again, I was adopted. And then you have, you have your youngest son, who's a drummer. He's a drummer. You'd love him. You'd, of all the many things, my son is on the spectrum. And we tried many things to see where his focus would be. But they say, yeah. kids on the spectrum, well, you, they have some sort of a genius. Yes, yes. So we tried everything. He has a violin. He's a really nice violin. He has a piano and, he has a, and, a, uh, and, and a little keyboard. But the one he loves is the drums. The drums. The drums is the one where one hand is, you know this, yeah. one hand is doing one thing, one, and then the two feet are doing something all else. All the rhythms and all that. Yeah. And then he sings. So that, I think you have to be not coordinated. It's the opposite of coordinated. I think. Um, syncopated ba? What's that? Uncoordinated? There's no such a word as uncoordinated. I don't no. think, no. You have to be, you have to be weird. You, see, you have to, like him, you have to be weird. <laughs> like this guy. Um, because you have to be able to do so yes, many yes, things yes. at the same time. And for a, for a kid like Santino who doesn't know how to focus, the drums is where he focuses. I don't know how to focus also. But when you're on the drums. I'm a leader, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, talagang hindi alam na mga ibang band, mga musikero mm-hmm. the drummer yeah. is the most important part of the heartbeat of yep. the heartbeat nga heartbeat of the band. Like sabi ko nga, you you have a good drummer without a band, useless. You have a band with a lousy drummer, useless. Exactly. They have to be cohesive. Okay, so that's that. Now, so these your kids, did you push them to do music? Opposite. With Robin and Ram and like, just like when I when I when I was growing up. Uh, my dad, of course, Bert Nivera, it, is he was an entertainer his whole life. So we never saw him. Mm. So they wanted me to finish school. You need to have a fallback plan. Same with Robin. But Robin, I didn't even know, locked in his room, I thought girly magazines. Right. I, that's what I thought. Sorry. Right. I thought girly magazines. <laughs> that's normal, right? Yeah. And then music started coming out of that room. And he's, I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but he literally taught himself how to play guitar. How to play the guitar. <clears throat> it's not in the blood. It's not in our system. My grandmother, you may not even know this, mm. my mother's mother, my mother's mother was an opera singer. So put a vocal style. Then big lang dimuting si Robin. Ah. With this guitar, with these notes, with this blues, very bluesy yes. style that he has. From the heart. You know. A lot of musicians have come up to me. And that's the biggest uh, compliment you can get. It's not your son knows how to play the guitar. They say, your son is a good guitar player. Yes. Man, that's two different things. Yes, yes. So when the Rick Mercados and the, and the Noel, Noel Mendez, no, what's his <coughs> last name? Mendez. Mendez. When they come up to you, Mark, anak mo si Robin? Yeah. He's a good guitar player. Wow. Yes. Music to my ears. Like I, I, I told Robin, on a, when we jammed, we played some 90s music. It did not sound that he was copying 90s music. It sounded like he was a musician mm. from that from that era playing like that, and then the you blues. hear him doing his stuff. Right. So, you naman, growing up, you mentioned 
How, who was Martin Yevera growing up? Oh God, you don't want to know me. I want. We all want to know. I was such a nerd. But then, uh, how did the nerd end up being the concert king? Well, that's uh, that in itself is a good story because during my whole grade school until my <clears throat> first year of high school in America, mm. I was uh, bullied. I would have lunch and uh, recess in the bathroom. Amakasama ko the mentally challenged and the obese. Wow. Yeah. There's no joke, huh? I was always in the bathroom with these special people. So it seems to be my calling, I guess. But anyway, only because I was afraid to get beaten up. And then all the way till second year high school, actually, I would actually put lots of quarters in my pocket. Because as I'm passing to get to my locker, hey, they always get me for my lunch money. Yeah. You'd think by looking at me today, I was a much thinner person. But as a kid, I was malnourished because I never had lunch. Oh my God. Because people were stealing, beating me in the stomach, um, uh, threatening my life in the hallways just to get my lunch. So I was giving, just here, here, just leave me alone. Here, I was literally throwing quarters on my way to lunch. So that's, that's, that's my whole life story. I was always bullied. I was young. But was music in your heart? My, because of my father and watching him perform with a group called the Society of Seven. Mm. I don't know if you know them. I've seen them live. So you know what I'm talking yeah. about. He was the balladeer. Okay. I would watch him as a kid uh, in Hawaii, when, where, where I actually grew up, every single night performing. I said, I want to do that. Wow, how does he hold that note so long? And then, members of Society of Seven, they're so good with comedy, with yeah. spiels, with, with ideas for songs, with medleys. Was the, late, was the late Gary Bautista part of the original? He was the one who replaced my dad. Oh. When my dad went to a solo career and wanted to spend more time with the family, he left the Society of Seven on their 10th year. Now they're almost 50 years. Yeah. And they just lost their, their genius, my Uncle Tony Rivivar. I know. He just passed away. And you know who his son is, don't you? Who? Tony Rivivar's son is Anthony Rivivar. He's an actor here in Hollywood. Okay. You know that uh, uh, Haunted Hill or something? You know that show? It's a, uh, on, on uh, Netflix. Haunted Hill? Something on Haunted Hill. Anyway, he's been in many TV series and movies. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a movie star, and then people don't even know that he's Filipino. Filipino. So, so Society of Seven, you witnessed that. You grew up Every day. That. And what, what was in your head? Well, the, when I was a kid, hiding under the sound mixer in Las Vegas, Nevada, the place called The Thunderbird, um, my, the Society of Seven is performing opposite of topless dancers. <laughs> So while watching the topless dancers dance, illegally watching them, I said, this is the job I want. <laughs> At 12? Uh, yes, 12 years old. <laughs> I was under the mixer with the other kids of the other, like that. So well, how come her chest is huge? And you're looking at yourself, what happened to me? And anyway, so that I, I knew while watching them and then the reaction of the audience, the standing ovations that they would get. But what makes an audience stand? You know, I was, I was so... Okay, so you really had that in your head? Oh, in my head. I, that's my dream. I want to be able to sing a song that will make the people stand up and not because they're leaving and it's the last song. I wanted something impressive to hit them in the, so in the heart. So interactive, to be interactive, That's right? what I learned. Learned from whom? All seven members. Now, each member of the ah. Society of Seven had a different characteristic. Yes. Uh, two of them were comedians. One of them, the, the one who just passed away, was the genius, the writer. 
the spiels, the, the, the delivering of spiels. Bago, importante yan, ha? Yeah. Yung set up before a song, yeah. di ba? Hindi lang, this song was written by so-and-so in 1940. Here we go. Nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear a little chit-chat. You know, to connect. Connect. Yeah. And, and to get their attention during those days as compared to today. Because today, a major yung, the, the attention span of people, to, very short. They're already, all right, instrumental. <laughs> That's a nice song, whatever. You know, but yeah. back in the day, you really had to keep their attention and keep them in their seats. And at the end, get them off their seats. And that's what the, the, the art form I'm still, to this day, trying to master. And I learned that from the Society of Seven. So crowd reading in itself is an art form. It is. It's hard. It's really, imagine you're talking, depending on how big your crowd is. So I've always told people, when you're in front of a huge crowd, you treat them like a small crowd. Right. When you're in front of a small crowd, you Ooh. can afford to treat them like a huge crowd. Yes. You don't really have to talk to them because they're, they're right there. But a big crowd, they, they're all losing their attention. So you have to look here first. And then the rest of them will be looking at them. Why is he looking only at them? And then you turn over here. Oh, he's not looking at me anymore. Ah. So lahat, once you know, you, and you as a singer, as a performer, you will feel that people are paying attention or they're not. Right. There's no middle. It's they are or they're not. So when, when was the catalyst that um, when, when Lola Bert went solo, when did you go, hmm, now let me dissect my dad and then eventually, dad. When do I get to do what you exactly. do? Exactly. And that's exactly how it happened. Because oh, okay. when he went solo, wala na yung mga comedian. Wala na yung mastermind. Nagsusul- yung nagsusulat yung mami ko. Oh, okay. That's why nag-aaway mom and lolo and lola. Always fighting. Always. Because my mom, my, my dad doesn't talk like my mom. I don't know about you and your wife, but what? True. Who, who's the one who speaks? You know? What's up, people? Come on! One, two, three. That's not really a language. But the people love it, right? Here comes my mom, like your wife, with these highfalutin words. And my father's like, good evening. A pleasant good evening to you all. Long pause. I forgot what I was going to say. Ganon. Ganon. But if you leave him alone... He's a comedian. Spontaneous. Spontaneous. He never had the opportunity to because and jan sa harap yung nanay, na, yung asawa niya, slash script writer. So you better get it right because tonight. <laughs> oh, so where were you in all of this? In the behind laughing my ass off because I said, my God, let the guy, let him speak. And that's when I learned, you know, you have to really know how to. So, okay. Ad-lib. So while you were watching your mom and dad go back and forth, ikaw naman, in your head, Na, 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 na. Dapat ganto, dapat exactly. Ganto. And that okay. became a, 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 a hobby of mine. And my twin sister also. Don't forget, I'm a twin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of us always dissecting. What does mom really want to say? Why can't dad just say it this way? Or you know what? I think dad's first song could have been his third song. Yung right. A segue, segue. Yeah, yeah. Sana walang instrumental. Anong ginagawa ni daddy kung hindi? <laughs> Ang galing, no? So ibig sabihin, para kayong courtside, ano, yes. di ba? Na, 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 ano nyo, na-dissect nyo lahat. Yes, na-analyze. Now, did this become your, your bag of tricks when it was time for you to shine? I think it, had, it, it automatically became a bag of tricks because I've worked with so many directors, Fritz and Fante, I love them mm. all. Galing teatro si Tito Fritz. That's what I'm saying. Pero si Martin hindi. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you give me those highfalutin words also, I will have the same reaction that my father did. So, 
I found that when given a script or a guideline or whatever, and I feel, I can now feel when it's not working with them. Right, with them. So then I'll know when to adjust or stop or change or shift or tell Louis or Marvin, next song na lang, next song. You know what, that's good. Like, like, isipin mo ha, you're in front calling audibles to the rest of the team. Exactly. Sa intro voice, I'm the guy at the back, crowd reading, calling audible to everybody in front of me, including Jonathan. That's, kasi sa amin dalawa ni Jonathan, ako naman yung crowd reader. Well, si Jonathan naman, medyo shy siya, di ba? Yeah, yeah. So, you need someone like that. And that's yeah. what I became. And then the singing came second. Ah. If you watch my very first concert on television, you won't, well, actually, you've never seen it because it was never aired. <laughs> Only because it was the worst that, Rob, I was not, I was, you can count how many times I was in tune. Really? Because back in the day, we didn't folk arts theater. We oh, only had like yeah, yeah, two yeah. speakers. But well, the place was packed with people. And, then and you can't hear yourself. Yes, yes. And I, that's my excuse and I'm sticking with it. That's why <laughs> I couldn't hear the band. I couldn't hear one, not the piano, not the, we were not meticulous. We were not, ano, before. Oh, yung drum, yung drum, mm. papa, yung kick. Kailangan ako ka ng kick. O konting snare. We weren't like that before. Kung ano yung sound, yun yun. Kanta, sing. Uh-huh. Not one good note. So it was never televised. It was televised, but never shown. I think they burned it. It was that bad. And we're back with the concert king, Mr. Martin Yavera. So, <laughs> this is good stuff. Now, Hawaii or Vegas? When, you're, when it was your dad, was it Hawaii or Vegas? Um, when we were, uh, as kids with dad, it was Hawaii. And then Vegas. We went to California when, first, conquered okay. California, mm. near the Bay Area, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we went to, uh, finished high school and two years of college. And from there, we went uh, back to the Philippines. I see. Vegas was part of my childhood with my dad. And Society of Seven. And Society of Seven. They were always in Vegas, Hawaii, Vegas, sometimes Puerto Rico, uh, different places. And I, I, I watched it all. Now. You went home to the Philippines. Was this your first time as a, as a teenager? Ba? I went to the Philippines for the first time in the summer when I was 14 years old, just to see my homeland for that the was summer. It, right? That was it. But in 1982, July 5, 6 in the morning, just kidding. Um, that's when I went back to the Philippines to try my luck to be a singer. What, what was the conversation before you tried your luck? What was the conversation we with just, your parents? We just had this conversation, right? We just talked about this. Just, really? Okay. Just yesterday. Um, my dad knew I wanted to be a singer and I was part of a, a, a performance group that were tap dancers, singer. I mean, iba-ibang class. Parang fame. Right. Parang ganun. So long story short. Sa mga hindi nakakalam ng fame, parang glee. Parang glee. <laughs> exactly. Iba-ibang singers that could perform. Yeah. There's, there's a host. I was a soloist. I, was a, I did a duet. I was part of a quartet. And then there was a tap dancing group, all, all different ages. So... After that, I had a chance to audition in Hollywood. This is why our, our stories are almost the same. Almost. Uh, so I went to a, an agent's mansion. Mm. Dad said to me, we're moving back to the Philippines. Uh, and I know that you're doing this, blah, blah, blah. I, I'll give you two, uh, two choices. Here's $1,000. You can stay here and try your luck. Or you can come to the Philippines and I can help you using my name. Okay. Ako naman, I'll take your money, Dad, and I'm going to make you proud. Mm. Right? Yeah. So I go to Hollywood 
into a mansion up in Hollywood Hills somewhere where they had all these people in these very stiff uh, couches watching an audition, me and, and some other performers. So after I sang, I don't even remember what I sang. The guy says to me, um, what are your other options? Ooh. I thought that meant, what are your other options? I think it really meant, don't call us, <laughs> we'll call we won't call you. <laughs> so he says, what are your other I said, well, I'm, I'm supposed to go to the Philippines. Oh, you know, in the Philippines, I hear there's a lot of great singers. There may be, you can go to the Philippines, get more experience, and then come back. They said that? So I went to the Philippines. Of course, my dad was laughing his off. And he says to me, so you came back. <laughs> now let's try and see what we can do. So after that, I never went back to Hollywood. I stayed in the Philippines. So when you were in the Philippines, what did your dad, what was, what was, the, what was the priming of the pump, so to speak? What did he, what did he do to jumpstart your career? Well, the first thing that I did, I mean, the last thing I did before <clears> leaving <throat> was I joined a singing contest here in California. It's called the California State Talent Competition. It no longer exists. 4,500 contestants from all over California. Oh, dami. You have to be represented by a dance group or a voice teacher. I had neither. Wow. So I had to find a voice teacher, and I did. Can I use your name? I have to give you a few lessons, only to find out that she was one of those who gave lessons to Barbara Streisand. Little did I know. So anyway, that's just a backstory. So I joined this singing contest. It's a four-day... Wala pang ano. Wala pang American Idol. Wala, wala. Pang, wala. On those four days, you have to win the first to, to compete in the second <clears> and so on. On the third day, you become the champion of your category. On the fourth day, all the champions of every category perform, uh, competes against each other. Nice concept, yeah. But 4,500 contestants. My wow. name was not even Martin. My name was 1049. Oh, by a number, by number, guy. By time of performance. My time is at 10.49. My song is only two minutes and less than three minutes. They had to edit out one, edit, one ed- verse. Ako nag-edit sa cassette. Cassette, ako nag-edit. Oh my God. The song was the greatest love of all. And I won in the first night. I won the second night. And I became a champion in the male solo department, right? Then in the overall champion against champion, I became the overall champion of the state of Cal- California, 1981. Did you, go, did you go take up voice lessons, ba? Four. Four, three or four lessons. How did you know you were good? I didn't know I was good. It, of course, good. My, my dad was teaching me on the, you know, every so often. Right. We worked in a restaurant. It's called Roadrunner Burgers okay. in Concord, California at the end of the BART station. It's no longer there. It's a parking lot. And uh, we used to cook burgers. And while we were cooking burgers, radio was playing and we'd be singing songs. Chicago, Kenny Loggins, you know. That's yeah. where I fell at Al Jarreau. Yeah. And you had, to, you had to really try to emulate them. Exactly. Yun, James Ingram. Yun yung yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yung style ko. But my dad was always teaching me, you know, son, you have to look into the, to the spotlight, spotlight and then you have to sing from here, your diaphragm. The, son, is that what you're using, dad, to talk at the moment? Because it's <laughs> scary. That's exactly what it is. You have to. You, you have to use your diaphragm. Now, your sister, she was your confidant also, di ba? Well, we're twins, exactly. so I, there's no way avoiding her. Right. So, how, and, and you were telling her everything that you were going to do up until what? Your journey to the Philippines. Yes. Uh, she knows my every dream. Mm-hmm. She also wanted to be a singer. She's, Tita Vicky is actually the original singer. Guitar, all didn't she? So she plays. Not compose. She has only one element that I have that she doesn't have, and that's insanity. You have to have a little insanity to be right, in this business. Right. You know that. You have to be yeah. a little crazy, live on the edge, make a few mistakes. 
plenty. <laughs> okay. So, now. I was the plastic. I was looking at the... <laughs> ja. Ang ganda. Ganda yung plastic. Ganda. So, so, maganda. Maganda siya. So, now, Mart, you're in the Philippines. Who discovered you? I went... The reason why my July 5 is so stuck in my head. Yes. July 5, 1982, I came out on a TV show called Pilita and Jackie. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Uh, and on July 5 was my first time to ever be seen by the public. And Vic De Rosario saw that show and said, this guy needs to be a recording artist, blah, blah, blah. So on July 5, 1982, my first TV appearance was on that show. Then Student Canteen, Eat Bulaga. You know these shows? You're too young. You know no, this. no, I know these shows. You don't know these shows, right? You do? Okay. You can just Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Google it, guys. Student Canteen, Eat Bulaga. Eat Bulaga still there. Yeah. Okay, so you appeared, and then when you were on these shows, did you feel na, hmm, how are you treated on these shows? Oh, uh, anak ni Bert Nivera was it like that, no? That's how it started, until the English came out, and that's it. Nobody liked me. The beginning of my career, no one liked me, except some of the screaming girls, because, you know, the hair, the parted in the middle, you know, no makeup. talagang bagong gising lang. Yan yan that during the 80s. Now yeah. talagang, look at all the guys on TV, puro makeup, ayos ang mga buhok nila, puro buff, buff. No, I woke up in the morning, brushed my teeth, student canteen. Were you a regular in student canteen? No, but I became a regular guest. Regular guest in yeah. student canteen. Bobby Ledesma pa nun, diba? Bobby Ledesma, Eddie Ilarde, and Jackie Lublanco. Stop, stop it. Stop it. I, I'm not saying anything. This is very nice. <laughs> okay. So, so now, Pilita and Jackie, student canteen, Pilita and Jackie, student canteen, eat bulaga. When did the first song, Vic Del Rosario brought you in and said, Martin, we need to record. So he asked me, Martin, we need to record. Do you write? I wrote one song before I left for a girl I was seeing in California. Her name is Holly. So I wrote a song called Holiday. Okay. So you don't even know that song. No. That's how bad my first song was. No one knows because it didn't hit. It's on the same album as Be My Lady. So really? you can see why. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Be My Lady also wasn't <clears throat> meant for me. Be My Lady was recorded by another singer named Pedrito who, who interpreted it in the same metro pop where I was interpreting Pain. Remember Pain? Yeah. You like that. You're a drummer. <laughs> So all the anticipation, you know, it took me seven hours to record pain. And I heard from Odette Quesada, who was one of our guests, talagang basagan dawang recording for Metropop. Basag, as in, because, well, the reason why I had a hard time is because of the syncopation. Mm. E baladir ako. Yes. Tapos bibigay mo sa akin isang song na syncopation, nako nahirapan ako talaga. Thoughts I have of you. Seven hours later. <laughs> that's why it's called pain. Oh my God. So, Metropop, out of the way. Boss Holiday, Vic, yeah. Uh, Boss Vic said, record an album. What were your expectations? It's always been my dream. I don't know about Robin and the likes because they don't make albums anymore. I mean, it's not the thing you're supposed to do next in your career. It's in my career back then, it's the one thing you needed your ticket in yeah. was a long to playing. Legitimacy, yeah. Exactly. Not anymore today. No, I don't know what it would be today. What would be the equivalent? Uh, album. He has three albums. No, no. I mean, album. Yung 30, oh, vinyl, yeah. Vinyl. Yeah. Yung ganun. Now it's a luxury. If you guys do it now, it's for collectors only in Matasampra. Yep. Back in the day, 
They used the albums of other singers that didn't make it. They melt it. It's the truth. Uh-huh. They melt the plastic or the vinyl, and then that became your new album. Yep. That's what I was living for. It was my dream. Then I see the orchestra. Because back in the day, well, I'm not sure It was for real violins. Now four became eight, became 16, you know, and then two backup singers, which became a choir. After. I said, yes. this was magic to me. How are you able to put all these people in, into these little knobs? It, it was just fantasy. All my dreams came true the first day I went into the recording studio. Who was managing you at this time? Uh, just family, my sister Gina. Uh-huh. We didn't have a manager. We didn't have anything. We didn't know anyone or anything. We just walked into uh, the, the right breaks. I was one of those singers who came in at the right time. No one was doing what I was doing. And it was, had nothing to do with, with being multi-talented because I definitely was not. But the fact that I came in when I did and there wasn't too many people doing it, that's how I became king because I was first. Not because I'm a king. It's a big difference. When people ask, how do you feel when people call you concert king? I say, it's not that I feel I'm a king. It's because I'm performing for an audience, big or small, that deserves a performance fit for a king. Amen. That's how I, I deal with that. But that's, but that's true. Because when, um, like, people may not know this, but they see you as this big person. And I've seen you as a big person. And then I've seen you as Martin with no ego, no nothing. You know, tahimik lang sa isang kanto, may holding hands and all that stuff. Pero hindi, sabi mo magpag-usapan, hanggang doon lang ako, di ba? But I was like, oh my God, si Martin Iverion. And I don't know why I had to say your whole name, but. <laughs> <laughs> because it's easier than saying your whole name. Right, di ba? So, and, and you were like, Hey, and then we had pictures, and I was like, I told my mom, I was just with Martin Yavera. And she was like, Really? And so I it 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 was um imprinted in me na okay, a big star can be so cool backstage. Because wala naman ako alam ng mga time na yun eh. I was like 13, 14. And after that, when when I became a musician and was on your show, on screen and off screen, guys. What a humble person. <laughs> it didn't start that way, though, just so you know. Really? Tell me when, more. When I became, uh, when fame came so fast. Did it get to your head? It did get to my head. It would get to anyone's head if, it, if you were an overnight success after my first album. And again, my first song was awful. No one liked it. It didn't even hit. But because there was no one else doing what I was doing, I was the flavor of the month for many months. And, I, and then... When I started doing concerts in venues that no one else has ever tried, like the football yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. University of Life. Remember yes, that place? Yes, UL. Yeah. The Ang Mga Bida, some music at the time, was Rage Band. Remember yeah, the Rage yeah. Band? So they said, why don't we join forces with this new guy, Martin, who seems to be moving up the ladder. Up and right? coming. Up and coming. We'll call it Martin's Rage. That was the best and the worst decision I ever made. Was it scary? It was in, oh my God, I've never thrown up before a show. That was the only show that I've thrown up Let's talk up about risk because you were risking your short career dito. It crossroad to it, mm-hmm. Martin's Rage was, you either make it. Or break it. Or break, parang Hollywood or bus ng Rage, diba? That's right. So you either make it or break it. Who said, I think we're going to make it? Was it you or was it Gina? Who nobody. Said- nobody said we're going to make it. But obviously, we were riding on each other. I was writing on the fame of this band. Of Rage. Who would fill up every little yeah. bar and, and, and this is, but they were writing on me 
to get those 45,000 people. Most, some of them were also their fans, but I was bringing in people, uh, the Folk Arts Theater. Right. I did it one night, and then I think I'm the only artist who had a repeat two weeks later. We don't do that two weeks oh. later. It's the next month or maybe the next three months later. Uh, so they were, we were counting on the, the amount of people to come in. So we were actually using each other. But why say it's the best? Best because it was a risk. Yes. And that's what, uh, what the younger artists should remember that our business is all about risk. You make it, you break it. You're one, you're, one day you're it, one day you're it with right. the SH in front of it. So <laughs> in my case, why it was the worst is because I changed my, my songs. I cha Be My Lady became a rock ballad. Did you know this? No. Me. I was dressed like Elvis, came back from the dead, number one wearing the colors of Michael Jackson, who came oh. back from the dead, although he was alive at the time. This is 1984. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I changed my look. I changed my style. I changed to be a band, a rage band member. And they were very wild and crazy with yeah. their clothes before. Yeah, with their... Juan Miguel Salvador. I'm here, David Lava. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. And, they, and they, they were very, very cutting edge to the point where no one really... They were ahead of their time. Yeah. Because now bands, talagang may image ka. Yeah. But the intervoice, you have to have some sort of a, what is your thing? The rage, it was even the look. And I changed from Balladeer to Rakista. Wrong move. Only on my second concert. Can you imagine? Kumbaga, wala pang branding, nag-rebrand ka na kagad. Exactly. Yan ang mali. That, that, doon ako na, na, nalaman, or that's when I learned that I should just stick to what I know. Right. So, Be My Lady, when I sang Be My Lady, some people were actually booing. Oh. Because how dare you try to be a rocker when we just want you to hear that romantic theme. They want to hear that. And then some rock from the band. And then you again, no. I tried to be just like them. So that was my, that's why it was one of my worst. But one of my best is because I've never had 45,000 people Galeno. in my show. And we're not talking about Ultra. We're talking about the football field. And that was right after the Ultra. Yeah. I opened the Ultra, yeah. remember, on yeah. the right yeah, track. yeah. yeah. Ah, because I didn't have a very high voice. I mean, I couldn't really hit those high notes. So I learned from Kenny Loggins, the, especially Kenny Loggins, a little bit of, a little, a lot of a bit of reverb, a lot of a bit of reverb, and anyone can sing falsetto, just so you know. And that's where it came from, Reasons from Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, uh, Philip Bailey. I just started to, hit those high notes and that's where I started be becoming uh, like a Kenny Loggins sound alike or wanting to be anyway right. with Heart to Heart and This Is It, Foot Loose. That's when all those songs came in. Okay. So now, this is the 80s and you're, you're gaining momentum. Parang hindi matatapos to. Everything is just coming in. Everything you touch is magic, blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. And then someone does uh, an imitation <clears throat> of Michael Jackson and now Gary Valenciano's in town. Yes. That was actually the best thing that happened to me. Really? Well, you don't have Jollibee without McDonald's. McDonald's right. And you don't have McDonald's without Jollibee. And then now, now the audience that I thought was all mine <laughs> is now split in half. <laughs> but the good news for them was we have something else. Right. Not that same. Exactly, right? Very opposite. Very opposite and very welcome to the music industry. We needed some sort of a change. 
Hindi ba kayo nahirapan mag-Tagalog pareho? Sobra. Oh, uh, Gary naman, no. Mas, mas, mas mabilis si Gary mag-Tagalog. Ma- mag-Tagalog. Yeah. In my case, it was Ikaw ng Lahat Sa Akin. Yeah. Which did you know was an English song? No. Yeah. I wrote that song from someone who you actually know, Monching. And, uh, <laughs> and um, it was an English song called You're, You're Everything to Me. Or okay. You're My Everything or You're Everything to Me. Something like that. And uh, it was Louis Heredia who was friends with Cecil Asarcon Picasso mm, and yeah, says, yeah, yeah. can you talk to my friend? Who's your friend? Mark Niver. Oh, I know him. So we talked on the phone and I said, we were talking about songs and long story short, my English song, she said, would be better if you did it in Tagalog. Let me write it for you. Ikaw ang lahat sa akin. Nice. Oh my God, talagang intertwined. Yes. Grabe. So now you and, <laughs> so now you and Gary were here. Sabay kayo kumakit. Kumbaga, ang tingin ko sa inyo parang William Gabby eh. May William Martinez. May Gabby Concepcion. I just want to know who's Gabby. I just want to know which one of us do you think was Gabby. I just want to know. Oh nga, sino nga? Um, ako, I think you were Gabby. <laughs> Kasi makulit si William, makulit si... Si, si, si on si stage. Oha, di ba? Pero alam mo, we learned, because Gary and I work together lately, a lot together. I'm, he's more makulit than me. Literally. I mean, he's just... You don't see it on stage because he's so protected. Yeah, prim and proper. He's so protected. That, that's the only word I can think of. He's always behind this, this facade that I know it's not him. He, he's the best jokes. Talaga? He has the best, you don't even know, he has the best punchlines. He'll say to me, bro, bro. And, he'll, <laughs> and I start cracking up. I say, why don't you say it on stage? Say it. No, you na lang, bro. You na lang. Hey, wala na. Wala na yung oras. Tapos na yung joke. But yeah, that Gary, when we were, when we were, we were actually rivals for a while. We Literally rivals? Literally, because. Can you, can you cuento to us? Well, because the fans before, if you, back in the day, now, Very possessive is it fans. following now or hits? What do you call it now? Whatever it's followers. called. Followers. Followers. Our followers then were l- real people. I mean, physical people you could see and touch. Uh, and and um, I thought I had enough right. to not be insecure of this new guy. But when he came along and started wiggling and wobbling on stage, <laughs> move your body. He left me in the dust. You've, you've, you felt that? Of course. But you know what? Even back then, I was rooting for him because we became friends. Pero time out. Pero going back, don't you think Martin's rage, Martin's rage played a part in, yeah, discipline, I'm not going to go there because I already went there with rage and it did not work. I stick to my guns. Yes. And let Gary be Gary. Did, did you feel that? More than ever, when Gary came, we went the complete opposite way, which is the way I started. Right, right, Tama right. When yung pinalit ko yung image ko, mali, mali. I should not have done that. So when I went back to the old me and found that I could do television and things like that, somehow, without even trying, nag-branch out kami dalawa ni Gary. So he was yeah. only responsible for his following and me for mine. Right. For, for me, for me, and him, for him. Not because of him, not because of me. Only to find out that I think both, I, I don't know if I can speak for Gary, because of our, our rivalry before, because, and it, the rivalry ruined our friendship. We were really good friends. At the beginning. We would hang out in his house. Uh-huh. He showed me, pa, I have your cassette. I had a cassette already at that time. Talking about what we want to become, how we want to be, showing what, our, our autographs, how we'll sign when we become Big so, stars. Before you were big stars, 
Magkasama na kayo. Friends na kami. I do, and I don't even know why. I know why pala. Because we were always in the same, yung mga shows, Mary No. Oh yeah, yung variety show. A variety show. <laughs> who'll play last? Who'll play? Exactly. Who's gonna play last? Who's gonna play last? <laughs> and last means midnight yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not who's gonna play last because you're the bigger star. Right, right, right. I wanna go home already. Parang ganon. So, meron kaming ganon. So, it, it, it started there, the friendship. We'd hang out with each other. And then we became rivals. And it started with an article that came out where it said here, Sino sa tatlo ang magiging tatay? Sino yung pangatlo? Do you remember that or no? You were not born yet. You too. You definitely. Um, it was Martin, uh-huh. Raymond Lauchenko, or Gary V. Okay. So who of the three are going to become? That's where, it, oh my God. How did we get into the picture? Diba? Kami ni Raymond. Because it was Gary who was going to become yeah. a, a father. So uh, it started there because then everyone started blaming <laughs> the other for revealing the secret to this reporter that he's going to be a father. I said, I don't, and, and Gary, owned, he told me that secret. Right. He goes, bro, I got to tell you something. And so he thought I was the one who started the rumor. That's how bad the rivalry was before. Siyempre. Uh, your number one rival ni Gary, si Martin. So si yeah. Martin, nag, nag, absolutely oh, not. Man, oh. Oh, Absolute, yeah. If anything, when it comes to things as serious that, as that, you shut your mouth. Yeah. Diba? All bets are off. Between guys, competitors, that's the worst. Now, if Gary V went off in a concert out of tune, ayan. Baka pwede si Martin yun. Or if, oh, Martin, yeah. if Martin fell off the stage and Gary and he came out, baka si Gary yun. Pero yung mga personal na... Ma- Bawal. Yeah. I don't know about these days, but back then, bawal. One of, uh, one of the singers of a popular band, I told him that Geneva was pregnant. He told everybody. Mm. Oh, I confronted that guy. You see? If we reach 500,000 views, I'll reveal who that guy is. <laughs> what a goal. What a goal. Five, si- over 500 views. Na. 500,000 views. Sikat na ano yun, ha? Sikat na mm. singer ng banda nung 90s. Ayun. Mm. Huh? Yeah, you can guess, yes. Robin. <laughs> no, but yeah, those things you don't, you don't say. No, bawal yun. Tabu. Tabu. It was, it was said to you in confidence. Diba? You keep it in confidence, yeah. right? Okay. It's, it's sad nga eh, because I, I'm going to show you something later when we're done here. Um, so Gary just sent me a commercial that we did in the 90s. In the 90s. And we cannot show it or share it because he now endorses another, a different brand. A different brand. So anyway, I'll show it. So you'll laugh. So, <laughs> so it ruined the friendship. Yeah. It ruined the friendship that we were rivals. And it, it hurt both Gary and I because we really had to live the role. We had to, I'm sorry, not live the role. Play the part right. of for rivals. Time, for for the time. long, but in sa, sa lob lob lang, we really liked each other very much. Did you guys I, miss each other? If you watch my old footage of all my shows, he's always in the second row. Always. Why? Now, how is that a rival? But the first round. Me- so it gave again. <laughs> <laughs> and me and his, and the same, me and his shows as well. To this day, we're, we, we were rivals. We, became, we were friends. We became rivals. And now we're brothers. And we're back with Mr. Martin Yavera. Now, di na usap ni Mr. Pure Energy, Gary V. You miss him, but before we talk about you guys getting back together, did you guys being separated help in terms of your career by helping you just focus on you and not knowing what the other is doing? 
Uh, on the contrary, we watched, we studied each other. Ah. We knew exactly what the other was doing, so we did the opposite. Okay. You get me? So, kung gagawin ni Gary ng, kunyari, music museum, Martin will do a, a venue a little bigger. Right. Then Gary will see that I'm in, in a bigger thing, he'll go to the Araneta. If I did Ultra, he was Araneta. If I was Araneta, he was Ganon. So it really helped, and the market was growing. In fact, a lot of artists that followed us benefited from this because yes. now you know the gauge of success back in the day, not now, was how big your size meant everything back right. then, how big your venue is. We know that that doesn't hold true anymore. You can do a show right here in your garage and still have the same amount of people and amount of success. It doesn't matter anymore, but back then it was everything. Now, you were, you were this big star. Gary was this big star. And then in the middle, lumabas si Louis Heredia, si Kino, si Randy Santiago. How did it feel na, oh, dumadami na yung mga solo singer. And then ang rage went to America, medyo nawawala na yung banda. Now it was you guys dominated now by solo artists. How did that feel? Well, during, if you want to talk about that time when Randy and all those, Gino Padilla, Padilla Kino, Kino uh, Louis Heredia. There were only a couple like Louis Heredia who were balladeers. The rest followed the path of Gary, one mm. with shades. Yes. Well, you know, yes. coming from the Cicada band, yes. he had that experience of how, we, how to deal with an audience and so on. So everyone had their niche. But really, I can speak for all of them. And this is the 90s already, you know? This, I can speak for all of them when I say... No, no, yeah. Late 80s pa to. Late 80s pa. Okay, so when they came, they, it, it complemented what I started. It complemented what Gary started. Kasi they, were, they were more like somewhere in the spectrum of in between both of you. Right, and it helped us a lot because now they have a, what we call today a peg. Now, exactly. But did it polarize both of you, you and Gary? Actually, no. Because no, okay. parang back, even back then, we had our own niche already. Right. We didn't really worry about anyone who followed our style or our footsteps because uh, I'm, I'd like to think that n neither one of the names that you've mentioned ever wanted to. They, didn't, they, they weren't out to be in the business to try and be the next Martin. Louis was Louis. Exactly. Gino was Gino. Randy was, there was no other Randy yes, than yes, Randy. Yes. And the mystique of what's oh, behind the shades, shades. Oh my God. To this day, I mean, he would get the crowd going with not even being on stage. Yep. How do you, how many people do you know that can just go like this with like their shades, shades and sigawan na tao? Yeah. I tried that with my pants. Well, I no, that. I know. Same here. Me, now it's in the mask. <laughs> is, it, is it fair to say that, you know, come to think of it, your, your worst competitor is actually yourself. It really, it truly is. Ignore the competition because the competition is you yesterday. That's Parang right. You know. But back in the day, in the 80s, we didn't think that. You need to be in the business and be slapped around a little bit to understand that my biggest competitor is myself. Now, that being said, while everybody, uh, they were doing the whole singing thing, Penthouse 7, you were not a part of that. No. But it was there and then you were part of Penthouse Live. Yes. So how did this come about that you had the gift of, gift of gab? <laughs> I didn't know I had the, the gift at all. I Going mean, back, uh, a kid who was in the bathroom during... Recess and lunch, probably <laughs> introvertish, but had that thing inside, has a, had a twin sister, talking at home. How did this come out? Maybe it's because I didn't have a chance to really speak, you know, and also the influence I've had with, with all the movies I've seen as a kid. And, and the Society of Seven, perhaps. And the Society of Seven, and all their jibber-jabber on stage, you know, and how it worked and sometimes how it didn't work. But real, the real reason why I learned to have, uh, to, to speak a lot and sometimes too much is because when I started 
uh, Penthouse Live, they had different girl co-hosts. Before it became Pops, mm-hmm. I had different co-hosts co-host with me. Like who? Like uh, there was a uh, Katrina Ponsenrile. Okay. Who, I mean, she's now related to us. Yeah. Mother-in-law of my niece. And then uh, there was, of course, Jackie Lou was there. Uh-huh. Um, different girls were like, socialites, uh, um, uh, heads of, of businesses, you know, right, not, right. not even showbiz, hindi yung mga sikat. Anyone. And then when Pops came into the picture with her, her looking at me like I was garbage, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you've ever watched the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis movie. Have you ever seen a Dean I've Martin? Seen, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. I've seen that. I'm a huge fan. But just so you know, I was Jerry Lewis and <laughs> Pops was Dean Martin. The one who was like literally yes. annoyed. Because shame poised. Carrying on. Uh-huh. And then what, what did you say? Oh my God, <laughs> really? You want to talk about this now? Anyway, ne- don't listen to him. That was our rapport and that's the one that hit. Now, does that have to do with Pops being royalty, so to speak, also? At the time, no. Neither, neither one of us was royalty. Kasi mga, mga magulang nyo were actually... Yes, that's right. You know, Eddie Fernandez in the movies and mm. Bert Nivera in the, in the music industry. But they didn't even see us as that. They just saw us as a, a girl, very well-spoken, good English, good Tagalog, equally good Tagalog. Kolehiyala ikanga. Yeah, but ano, ano siya? Game siya sa lahat. Yeah. Parang one of the boys. Now, what, how did you feel? Because bago dumating si Pops, may mga iba-ibang girls na nandun, and you were really bantering with all of them. And then Pops comes along. Did you have, did you have a say in uh, sa creative team na iba to, ah? Not really. I was one of those who just did what I was told. Okay. But the only one I clicked with was Pops. Our, and it was one of those, wow, I like this girl. I like this person. Not because she was a girl, a beautiful girl, but she, we just hit it off. So with the other girls, it was Martin just kind of being in the background. And, and, or na, na push mo na, uh, sometimes you feel that, okay, I have to answer. And to think I was still a very new host right, at the time. So right. you can't really depend on me at that time. But with Pops and I, we struggled together. We shined together. We harmonized together. We had friction together. And real friction. Everything you saw on Pantas Live, nothing there was scripted. or wow. Not one thing. So, what cue cards? How did it look like? I know. My, as in cue cards, five by seven. Wala pang idiot boards. You know what right. an idiot board is? <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what an idiot board is? Explain it to them. Well, back in the day, they were as big as this, this back of the wall here. That's how big. And the font was as big as your wife. That's how big the font was. Because yung, yes. ano, yung, yung idiot boards. What started out to be a 5 by 7 card turned into an 8 by 10 turned into a bigger paper, right. turned into the back of this wall. With the lyrics of the songs. Oh my God, yeah. With the spiels, with what you need to say. Some of our writers, our writer at the time, I think his name was Chito. Chito Blanco. God, I can't believe I remember. Um, very highfalutin words. Penthouse Live, Penthouse 7. Social Yun. Yeah. Until Pops and I came. Okay. And we became the, 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 the uh, just like college kids talking to each other, right. high school kids talking to each other. Right. That's what we became. And I think that became endearing to the people. And Penthouse Live became what all the shows are now. Like yeah. it's ASAP, it's Penthouse yeah. Live. Variety show now. Ver- yeah. Showtime. Mm-hmm. And I would like to think that Penthouse Live had a little bit to do with all of that. Like an amplified student canteen, an amplified Eat Bulaga. So how did this. How did this partnership blossom into a relationship? The friendship. I know Pops is one of those people who she can get along with anyone. 
Was she dating when you were doing? She was de- well. She was very young. Many suitors. Many suitors. She wasn't dating because of Lola. The Lola. Of Lola Dulce. No, oh. the, lo- the Lola of oh, the mother oh. of Lola Dulce. Okay, okay, okay. The the pinaka Lola always <laughs> tutuk kaya no kay kay hey, pops. kay pops. So you couldn't really get near her. Did she do this to you? No, she did worse. She came out with uh, actually it was Mommy Dulce who came out with white pond cream all over her face <laughs> like this. <laughs> Pops and I are in the den with 90 other people because <laughs> mga chaperone ni Pops. And then in comes the mom at 1 minute to 12 midnight. Because 12 midnight, wala na. Okay, go home. Gonna... You have to go home. Yeah. In she comes in with a robe with the white pond screen with the first Tagalog words I ever learned. She said, Hoy, gabina. That's it. <laughs> Hoy, gabina. Means get that out of here. <laughs> And the white pond scream made it even scarier. So just so you know, but we hit it off so well. I mean, our, our sense of humor was my sense of humor. She was my, uh, the one I would go to with girl problems. She'd come to me with boy problems. The people who were, who were, who were dating or not dating, uh, sending her things. Back in the day when you court someone, it's right. gifts. They yeah, send yeah, yeah. you gifts, food, uh, uh, flowers, uh, fruits, candy, and all of that. So you guys were friends first. The best of friends. The best, best. In fact, I think that's the reason why we're still very good friends now. Right. If your foundation is friendship, we were not a fling. We were not sexually attracted to each other. We were just the best of friends. I could trust her with anything. Right. She can trust. To this day, she knows all my passwords. There you go. That's how close we are. Change and password. <laughs> change my. Sabi na change your password, Dad. <laughs> But she and and we 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 uh, I remember before when she, when a guy would break up with her break up with her huh? she'd call me. So wala ka pang feelings kay Pops ito mga panahon na to. Always may feelings. Yon. So, so masakit ikaw, talaga. Eh, so ikaw yung but because of the friendship being our foundation, it was so easy for me to not get ah she's free now. Now's the ah. time to hit right now. I knew how to be her friend. So it happened, the, 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 the relationship part happened naturally. Yes. And started as the best. If you could be best friends with a girl, no physicality, walang pa-flirt, flirt, walang nothing. Yung totoo lang. Yung totoong tao sa totoong tao, Pops is the best. Okay. She's the best. And then to this day, I mean to this day, she'll even give me advice now about my girlfriend. My finances, <laughs> my passwords, the things I do, taxes. You were talking earlier. <laughs> right, go. She's teaching me, and I'm the ex. <laughs> it sounds weird. We even go on tour together. Our last, my last performance. That was a successful tour, by the way. Huh? Did, did you watch that? Were you I there? saw that. No, I, I was here. Oh, you were there, but I saw it on on YouTube. Oh, the one in Solaire. Yeah, yeah, but it started here. Uh huh. Alan Dionis all was, over America. Yeah. All over America, we, we performed. And easily, can you imagine, I was in a dinner. We were in a dinner in Beverly Hills. Uh, I think you were there. Robin and Ram. Tita Alice House. Okay, Ram, Pops, myself. Uh, Your girlfriend. My girlfriend. And then in walks in uh, the agent of a singer. I forgot her name. Tony Braxton. Oh, okay. And she goes, and, and you are, and you are. And when I said, uh, this is... Pops, uh, the mother of my son, and this is Ange, my girlfriend. And she goes, <laughs> she's a beautiful, a beautiful, very nice African-American girl. She goes, you live in large. <laughs> you live in large. Amen to that. You live in large. <laughs> I set up though, when, when, when your past actually settles down, 
and you can bring it to the present in a different in a different perspective na may peace everybody benefits eh, no? of course especially my kids when they were growing up syempre ang daming suitors si Pop syempre she's She's a really big loss. Ask any man mm. who's lost pops. It's an enormous loss in your life. And a lot of guys who have made it with her and, and, and not made it with her, uh, I've always been tried to be friends with right. for that same reason. Right. Especially for the sake of my kids who Correct. are going to see both of us there. How will they understand? Yeah. So it's important that the dad is friends with or the mom is friends with. It's very important. And, that, that, and kudos to that because you have to be selfless to be able to do that eh, for... Yung, yung tipo yung mga kids, dapat hindi sila magsasuffer and all dapat. that stuff, di ba? And that's when I tell people, if you've ever wanted to admire Pops and I or follow us as fans, if you want to call them fans, I don't think it's Uso anymore. This is the time. Because back then, it was a rumored love. Mm. Then it became a showbiz love. Mm. Then it became real love. We had two beautiful children. But right. now to this day, this is what you call a forever kind of love. True. That we have for each other because there's no expectations. There's no, you need to love this way because you are the husband or you're the boyfriend or you're the lover. No. Whatever pops and I are, I don't even know what it's called, but it's real love that, that's the forever kind. Unconditional. Na Unconditional. And you can't even say, for the sake of the kids. There's no kids anymore. Yeah. We don't even have to talk. You know, has some couples stay together. We have to stay together for the kids. <laughs> for, for, uh, for Robin and Ram, we were really... A great team, not the team that you saw on 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 TV or in movies, but we were a, a, literally a a real team. Yes, and it's team effort. When I'm not around, she became their father. She literally raised these kids on her own. So this, I don't have a mean thought in my head or in my in any of my bones for pops because she raised my kids beautifully. They're 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 beautiful men now. I had nothing to do with that. I had them once in a while. I was the absentee father. I was the one who screwed up, right? But to see how they've grown is a great. Uh, Tribute to to what Pops has done right. through the years. Who those two? Shout out to Miss Pops Fernandez. You should have her here. She has a lot of things mm. to say about me. Let's do that too. Also, <laughs> about you, you admitting that you screwed up. How was it? And of course, there are viewers watching. How easy or how hard was it to own up to your mistakes? And why did you own up to your mistakes? Was it for your sake, for your kids, for your ex-wife? Well, you know, it, it's weird. I never really thought of it. I didn't quantify it and say what, which was a percentage for this. No, it was so easy. To own up. For some reason, when the camera is rolling like it is now, I, I think it, I can speak for a lot of people in front of the camera. You become very honest. Mm. And it was during a Mother's Day of all time, a Mother's Day episode of, Pen, uh, of ASAP, where I just realized I can't do this. And we're just, we were just pretending Wow. I was br- breaking this woman's heart and she's just going on with the show to show you that there's nothing bothering her. And I'm here, I, I felt so guilty that she wasn't throwing crap at me. She should have been throwing crap already. Yeah, but she was keeping everything in But she in was back. keeping it in. I, I don't know if it's for her, her own self-esteem. Like, as you said, that list you just gave yeah. me, I don't know if it's for her own personal list of reasons why she didn't. But I, I said to myself, she needs to throw crap at me. I deserve crap. So I decided... I talked to Deo uh, uh, on ASAP. I said, can I do a solo? Back in the day, you could do that. Now, forget it. You need a one-month reservation to do a solo, if that. So I said, oh, sure. I said, Why? Why do you want to do a... Uh, well, it's Mother's Day. I thought maybe... So you didn't tell Deo? I didn't tell them what I was about to do. Oh, my God. So he thinks I'm singing a song. 
for Mother's Day. But I'm singing a song to tell everybody I'm out of here. This yes. is, I said, this is my last time. I can't do this anymore. You, 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 oh my God. On ass up. I can't do this anymore. I've been lying to all of you. This is not the fault of Pops. This is my fault. And I've messed up, I said. Then I sang a song called These Tears I Cried or whatever. And I sang the song and I never came back. I left. Do you need a tissue? <laughs> Then I did. Yeah. Tissue, a oh, tissue yeah. wasn't enough. Because you're actually teary-eyed. <laughs> you knew that, right? You didn't hear that story? You were not there. <coughs> so I came out and I told everybody. And they didn't, I didn't give details or show pictures. And, right. Hey, watch this now. <laughs> so after that, Pops knew that you were going to do this? She didn't know. And according, no one knew. And according to Winnie, Mariano. Mariano. Uh, she was with Ariel Rivera backstage, Pops, Ariel, and Winnie. And when that happened, Pops literally fainted. She just dropped to the ground. I only know this. this I've only heard this story like two weeks ago. Wow. Did you, Sabine Winnie, do you know what you did? I said, I know what I did. No, do you know what you did? Because backstage, she faints. Ariel picks her up. Ariel and Winnie carry her, literally carry Pops the back door out of the studio of ASAP so that people would not go to her for questions. Oh, what happened? Yeah, yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they sent her home. She was home even before I left the studio. I didn't know that. Did you answer questions after that? Nope. I was gone. <coughs> I left and I went to the States and I became yep. uh, whatever a-holes become. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was something I think I needed to do and it was such a load off my shoulder. But more than anything, I wanted pop, uh, people to stop looking at Pop's faking it right she needed to to be real about it and for the sake of our kids for the sake of, of of the for the future correct for pops i wasn't thinking of myself but for pops and then the interviews came all over san diego wherever i was i was hiding in san diego I was hiding in las vegas so endorsements done <laughs> done phone no the phone never rang it was it was a phone back then um it wasn't ringing anymore that nobody wanted martin anymore except for an interview like this to right. see what really happened. And I'm, I'm, every interview, be, interview became more revealing than the next with matching, almost telling names, yeah. wrong choices, everything. And I just kept on saying that this is not the fault of Pops. So how long did that, how long did the dark years last? Wow. That happened like 96, I think, or 97. 97. It, it Probably 98. Long time. Probably 97, then the 97. Because I was telling Robin, 97, we saw Fridays. And you even gave Heaven a nickname. What did I say? Venico. I did? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like, you, like I was, I was, Robin was like, is this the first time I said, no, no, no. I saw you when you were young. You, your family was at Fridays. Fridays. Me, Geneva, and Heaven were at Fridays. And then me and Heaven went up to you guys. And you had Heaven on your lap. And you said, I'm going to call you Venico. You said that. Weird. No, I, I still remember that. I'm, it's weird that I don't remember it. <clears throat> That's what you said. Vinico. That's how numb I am about yeah. everything that happened in the past. I forgot. Even the interviews I said I had, I don't remember what I said. So dark years in the States. Very dark. What did you do when you came here? Uh, the first thing I did is I looked for friends. There were two. <laughs> <laughs> you know who your friends are when you mess up, know, right? right? You know, right? Yes. So I went to some friends and I, I this is the funny story. I went, I said, I told my friends, I want to change my look. Everything. I want to change everything. I want to be a platinum blonde. Really? 
Latin and blonde. Yeah. So I went to a, the first salon that I found and only to find out that the one doing my hair, this is not even a joke, huh? this is for real. He says, oh my God, I'm, I'm such a fan. I'm Filipino. And he says, uh, you know, this and that. I said, and what is your name? And he, you know what his name is? Pops. <laughs> I'm not even joking. His name, or her name rather, I'm sorry. Her name was Pops. And he or she would dress the way Pops did every, he opens the closet door and it's all posters of Pops and a few with me. And this person's about to dye my hair. Oh, sunog. Sunog. <laughs> they first burn it or something. They do something before they put the color, right? Yeah. During that process, I said, F this. And I got off my chair and left. My hair was red for two months. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, do meeting platinum. Red, sha. Like Ronald McDonald Red. Well, I'm Biro. And it was a mistake. I can't do this. No, Martin, it's not finished yet. See, we have to burn it. I don't want, I don't want this anymore. And I left. I never, we became very good friends, though. That pops. You know him. Lives now in Manila. Okay. So, wow. Shout out to you, other pops. Or Robert. The Robert. Real, Robert by day, pops by night. So what happened? So what what happened after that? Like, so after that, I I uh, was nice enough to meet some really nice people in Las Vegas who were not even fans, but became really good friends. Uh, this guy had a house with many houses inside his house, like a small storage house, kind of like this, right? And he cleared it all out and said, "You can stay here." I stayed in his little storage house. Wow. There was a kitchen, <clears throat> a couple of bathrooms. I shared it with some of uh, my best friend from Hawaii, Wanda, and we 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 all stayed in this house. And all I would do, and this is no joke, uh, during the day, not because of earnings, but because I had nothing else to do, I would wash all this person's nice cars. That was my therapy, washing cars, cleaning, waxing, Mercedes, you, Rolls Royce. What did your dad say? Oh, mom and dad were furious. I mean, everybody just left me alone. They felt I had to go through this process. Nobody wanted to say one thing or the other. My brother was a pastor. Where I, that was already a, an issue in itself. Now, how can my brother, who's a pastor, not fix my marriage? Right. So I didn't want to make him look bad, so I stayed away from him. Right. Uh, my, my dad and mom had their own issues and their own marriage, and I didn't want to be part of that either. So I really just disappeared from the face of the so earth. So it was really a dark part of your life. Very, very dark. And I, although I, there were many times I tried to go back uh, when I'd see the kids, give them the prasalubungs, and then there were a couple of times... Where it was really a pathetic sight, where I'd be on my knees, right, uh, hugging the knees of pops. Uh -huh. you know, please give me a chance. Here's my cell phone. Here's my car keys. Here's everything. My passport. I won't go anywhere anymore. Let's go to marriage counseling. Whatever you want, please. But I was too late. She was already enjoying her life, right, as she should, because she's very young. I married yeah. her very young, so she doesn't know that part of life yet. And now she's enjoying it. Now you want to go back with me? <laughs> I don't want you anymore, you know. You missed, you missed your opportunity, so get out of here. And that was a bad time, you know, and I deserved it. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have done that, but there, I just want you all to know that there were times, and I don't even know if Robin knows, that I really tried to go back. But you cannot go back with one foot. You have to go back with two feet. Yes. Meaning to say I have still this relationship kind of fizzling out because yes. I'm telling this girl, I really want to give my, I've never given my family a chance but I, I'm still thinking about you, but I still love you, huh? but, but no, it cannot be. Safety, safety. You there. cannot. You have to go two feet. It's, a, it's yeah. a leap of faith. 
So the day that I did go in with two feet, broke it off with, with uh, Katrina, uh, and went back to Pops, it was too late. That's so now what, you ended up with zero. Zero. That's what happens, a-holes watching. <laughs> if you try to play two, you will lose both. Play yes. two, lose both. Remember that. Totally agree. And I've been, and I was like that for years. Miserable. Miserable. How, when did you eat your humble pie? The day that I was sleeping in my office, which is smaller than this garage, sleeping under my desk, my hugging, you know, your hugging pillow. Yeah. My hugging pillow, ba? You one hug, here yeah. and one you hug. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Should really be your wife, by the way. Just. But she's in the hotel, right? Whatever. But you should be hugging your wife. Anyway. My hugging pillow was the garbage can under really? the under. That's when you know on a mattress this thick, like four oh, inches yeah. thick. That's when I knew rock bottom. Phone never rang. No one cared what happened to me. I didn't have any place to go. And then of course, uh, pops did all the right things. Uh, the 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 annulment and all of that. That there was not no friction. No no masamang loob. That's this was clean, in the Philippines. Clean slate. All in the Philippines. That's when I knew that I had nothing. And then one day someone took a, a chance. Let's do a show. Who? Well, remember first, I started coming out in all the shows. Boya Bunda, Sharon Conetta. Yeah. Just to talk and then... Yeah, yeah, but I came back a thinner, newer, short hair, different zombie. <laughs> and all the TV shows like that. And they would want to ask the questions you're asking now, no? But back then it was different. Mm. It was painful. Mm. It was... I mean, it was like... Pulling out a finger yeah. or a fingernail. Parang sariwa pa eh, di ba? Or yeah. putting it back sobrang, into that wound. Sobrang fresh yung wound. Sobra. Yeah. And they're, they're not even picking at an old wound. It's still fresh, as right. you say. Uh, and it, was, it became a career of me telling my story. And it became a thing. Now people, I'm trying to tell the people it's okay to not be okay. Amen. It's okay to make a mistake. I'm not concert king because I have a perfect marriage right. or I'm a perfect man. Right. Obviously, I'm not. Correct. So now my image and my everything that I was before, even my voice got lower because I wasn't that cocky singer anymore who was singing octaves so high because I was living the life. But then again, what happened was you became authentic. Authentic and very, very humble. That yeah. humbled me the most. Yeah. Is I'm not indestructible. I'm not Superman pala. I lost the, the years with my kids. They were just babies. And I, I, I let that go. Right. That was my biggest regret. Nope. We did, I never watched him play sports. I didn't teach him a sport. We played catch. Huh? We didn't play sports. It was mostly video games and toys. <laughs> but, you know what, what, but you know what I mean. Yeah. We didn't have that father and son time. And, it, it, and that's my, all my fault. All my fault. I deserved it. But still... Look at look at the the fruits of our labor. Look at the, know, no? the 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 what do you call it? The consequences of the of the decisions we make in life. So now let's go back your relationship with your kids and ASAP and all that stuff, right? So, who took a chance at you again when? Everything when you were just in your office, hugging your basura and your pillow, and that was it. It took a while, a long time of nothing, like a zero. Were you expecting anything? No, no man, and I wasn't not in the mood to do anything anyway. Did you? Did you actually think I'm done? Yes. 
Oh. So I said, I'm done. So I want to start over. So I was, I joined the, uh, the only thing I still had existing was a gym membership at the Shangri-La, which is 24 hours. Okay. So I was there at three in the morning, two in the morning. I was there during the, I mean, I, that, that was my spot. And that's, I would be running and lifting and running. And then one day um, I started doing, you know, small shows, very, very small, not even a concert, not even a show, just guesting here, yeah. guesting there. And then someone took a chance and said, uh, let's do a show at the Folk Arts Theater the way you started your career. So what I did in 1982, August 21, 1982, I did again. Um, maybe what, it was like two or three years that I had nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Now, when you did your show again at the Folk Arts and you had to go out on stage, remember, when you did it in 1982, no scars. It was pure thoughts. Doing it back again, now you had the, you had the scars and all that. Was it easy to emulate Martin of, of 82 or was it a different Martin in terms of... Completely different. It was uh, Martin's, not Martin, not, I, wanna, I wanted to say scorned, but it's the woman who was scorned. But um, it was a broken Martin rebuilding himself in front of everybody. Because my, my music was my music. No matter yeah. how many years, make it, break it. You're a failure or a success. You're, you're a good husband. You're a bad husband. Your songs are your songs. Yes. But they meant something else at, uh -huh. that point, at that point in my life. It meant something else. And the way I sang it. But worse, pa, I became a stand-up comic. And my material was about being an a-hole. Who wrote it? I wrote everything. Really? I, didn't, I didn't even write it. It just happened. Because can you imagine one of the shows I did? And the ones who picked me up off my feet was Crossover. Okay. They started wanting to have shows, okay? And like regular shows. Yes. Uh, and then Maxi Media, which is now Star Media. Yes. I did 69, 71 shows on, on stage in Greenbelt. I mean, it wow. just, I started making and breaking records on my own, right. in my own small way. But anyway, that's not even the story. Can you imagine my show in Davao was almost four hours long? Because, because of the spiels. Because of the spiels. And I'm stupid enough to go to the audience and let the audience speak. And there was a, a woman who asked me why I left Pops. Sa inis ko, sa pikon ko, at sa situation ko, sensitive pa rin, as no? the new Martin, but very sensitive, that's a very sensitive topic, I let her have it. I told her the whole truth. The way I'm telling you now, but even more graphic, because I re right. remember, and then the whole audience is watching. It was so long. Walang biro to, si Tito Louis Ocampo, was asleep. On his keyboard like that. <laughs> and your next song, Toto Medley. Oh my God. Hold the line. That's how long. Ask Marvin Carita was the second keyboard. We went all over pro, uh, pro, uh, outer city to outer city to outer city. One night in Cebu. One, you know, when I, was in, when I was in Bacolod, was after Cebu. Wow. Right? Oh my God. The next day. And then? Sa pagod ko, right before, this is the truth, that right before going on stage, I was asleep on the, on the wing. They said, Mark, you're on. That's how tired I was. Grabe, no? And I was really in shape then. Labasi Martin. Cebu! This is Baholod. Baholod. Oh my God. <laughs> Cebu! And then the, uh, I don't know who was playing this, maybe Chito. He goes, Mark, Baholod, Baholod. Cebu doesn't smile like you in Bacolod. <laughs> you city of smiles. 
Talaga pick up, ha? And ooh, to applause. Yung ganon. Anyway, during that Davao show, again, going back there, it was, I mean, I was that kind of an artist. A lot of talking, too much talking, too much information, but all at my expense. Good. All jokes about me, ne- never putting down the mother Anybody, of my yeah. children or nothing, just talking about how how failed, how wrong I was. and But in the form of jokes, I can't even remember I can't even share with you anything that I said. Because it's spontaneous. Right on the spot. And that's when I became a different performer. I became the performer who can just talk about himself in a negative way and still get the applause. Because at the end of my negativity, here's the moral of the story. This is what I've learned. So people are, they become more, I'm like humanizing myself to the people. I'm not the superstar. I'm not the concert king. Like you, I make mistakes. Yes. Like you, I have to pick myself up off the ground. And that's the, of all the things I learned in my life in my 38 years in show business, it's the only talent I think I have that I learned and do well. It's not singing. It's definitely not dancing. It's not even hosting. It's learning how to pick myself up off the ground and start all over again. Amen. That is a talent. And you know what? I'm going to, based on your story, when you gave your fans or the audience the opportunity to forgive you? Well, forgive is a big word, Paco. Maybe. I don't, I don't think I was ever forgiven, but they learned to go with it. Okay. I mean, if I can go with it, I'm the one performing. If I can go with it, so can you. I mean, I remember when Greenbelt was the, the mall to go I know. to. Greenbelt 2, it's called yeah. now, but then it was called Greenbelt. I'm shopping there and I'm walking in the mall and then I see... A nun, a very small nun with a, with a ayong walking toward me. So and she's looking at me like, you, you know when someone's about to say hi, right? You're making eye contact. She's walking close. She goes, and I went, here comes the smile. Before I could say hello, boom, she hits me with the, with the payong. Oh, bakit po? Sabi ko, bakit po? Are you okay? What's wrong? Bakit iniwan mo si Pop? She hit me again. In the middle of green belt. So, Ramir, Ramir, my assistant, Ramir, before. <laughs> sir, sir, sir. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Sabi, bakit po? Ano bang ginawa ko sa'yo? Worst Tagalog back then. And she goes, why did you leave Pops? I said, wait, 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 wait. I did not leave Pops. I failed her. There you go. I failed her and she kicked my ass out. Rightfully mm. so. But if you're going to hit me, hit me for the right reason. Right. I didn't leave her. I failed her. So she said, bakit po? Okay, alam mo naman, fan na fan. We became so sweet to the point na nagyakap-yakap kami afterwards. We were hugging each other and she apologized. She said, no, please hit me again if you want. It's okay. Oh. But it, that's how serious this became. This is a yeah. real life teleserie. For real. Ako na depressed ako eh. So ako nga affected ako. Ano pa kaya yung mga diehard, di ba? Yeah. Only because, you know, um, you, you, were, you were epitomized eh. Yun ang, yun ang problema eh, na people look at us and the expectation is too high that when we fail it, mm. boom, all of a sudden, we're, we're the person responsible for everybody else. Yeah. It's Ooh. like I was, in, I was, it's my fault that we had these awful diseases and viruses. It's my fault the world wasn't revolving the way it should. It's my fault that there was so much stereotype. The Black Lives Matter, that's my fault. All of that yeah. became my fault because the... Marriage of the year did not make it. Yes. You know, and then when I started telling people like Sharon Conetta, classic question, what do you do now? 
I said, uh, now that you're not with Pops, I said, when, I, and I took it a different way. I said, well, when she's not home, <laughs> well, when she's not home, I go to the house. I literally sit there. Remember, we used to have a park in front of the house with swings. I sit in the swing and watch when she comes home. I sit in the swing to watch when she leaves the house. When she leaves the house, I ring the doorbell and the maid lets me in the house. I said, I just want to go to the boys' room and I would hug their pillows yeah. and smell the pillows of my, of my children. That's how pathetic I was. That's how much I missed my kids and how sorry I was. Can you imagine a grown man smelling pillows? Smelling, and Sharon lost it. She, the host of the show was in tears. I said, I just go, when she leaves, I go to the house. Sometimes I'll, I, I take a nap in one of the kids' room yeah. and I smell their pillows and then I leave. Wow. It's true. I don't want to smell your pillow now. <laughs> Not now. Back then it smelled like a baby robin. But now it's like, what? What did he eat? I mean, when's the last time you washed this damn pillowcase? That's now. But back then, you didn't even know that. I used to go to your room and sleep in your room. Wow. Until you know, I was asked to me, can I say, babalik? I don't want to. So, you've missed a lot of your, your kids. Um, wow. You've missed a lot of your kids growing up years. How are you catching up? Like now, today. <laughs> I know. This is how. I mean, I try to be as good a father as I can, being that I'm pulled this way and that way, and then I have to be here. Then I've, we have a special son, Naman. And not that I should favor him over my other two kids who are not uh, on the spectrum, but um, I, I became a guilty father thinking I was responsible for my son being on the spectrum. I mean, you just can't help but think that way, right. you know. Uh, and but I'm just so blessed that Robin and Ram seem to understand my position, but I try my best to be the best father I can with what I have. Ang cute mo nga eh. Like, um, thank you for both of you giving me the opportunity to see both sides. You, a worried dad. Ito naman, a grown-up son. Parang, pag-usap nga kayong dalawa. <laughs> have you seen Robin? Hey, your dad's looking for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, he, he told you. I was there. where's my son? Can you please make sure he knows what he's doing? <laughs> But so we we got Robin. I mean, because Robin lives in the states, and ako ang kuya ni Robin. So you know, like, are you okay? Ako rin naman. Like when he's in the house, text me when you get home. Yeah, he wouldn't text me. <laughs> me too. So I'm the only the- guy he doesn't reply to. He's holding his phone twenty four seven, but he never replies to me. <laughs> so so that relationship now, can you actually say that you're a dad first before a performer? Oh, I have to be. I have to be. Li- I mean, now more than ever because I don't know how much longer I can be doing this. I'm 58 years old. You don't look it. Well, I don't feel it. I, sometimes I feel much older, but uh, minus all the aches and pains and then that now we've lost ABS-CBN and it's another slap on my egotistic face. Mm. What am I going to do next? But you know, the one thing you can always, and I'm sure you can relate, the one thing you can always remember or fall back to is know that you have this more meaning in your life than your profession, your career, mm. your your money, your whatever, your fame. All of that is temporary, but fatherhood is forever. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Speaking mm. of ABS-CBN, how did, I mean, and, and the egotistic self, and dami na apektohan, like, oh, what, 11,000 people, not counting the, the C-level employees, but just everybody. Yeah, it's, it's very, very sad. I, I, when, when it happened, I, I've never spoken about it. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't because I, I would not be able to hold back either the tears or the very bad words. Were you guys expecting a shutdown? 
No, actually, we, the artists, no. And that, and that, and that for if anything, if I'm ever going to be upset with ABS-CBN for anything, or maybe it's my fault, that I really didn't go out of my way to find out more about the rumors we were hearing. Right. We didn't expect it. I mean, you cannot please everybody. And if you're going to upset anyone, don't upset anyone upstairs, if you mm. know what I'm trying to say. The penthouse. The penthouse. Don't upset the guy in the penthouse because that's just how it is in any part of the world, not just the Philippines. Yes. That's just the way it is. And being the humble servants of the people upstairs, we must play by their rules. Yeah. That's the, it's their rules that we live by. It would, that's how we get sanity. That's how we get uh, you know, success. That's how we... We try and avoid failure because we're following the rules set for us. Are they the right rules? Are they the right people to make the rules? That's not for me to say. All I can say is when, when it happened on May 5, when they shut us down, it was, I, it was is the word surreal? Oh, yeah. Is that the right word? word? Yeah. Because really, is this really happening? No, no, no. Rumor like that's bilang. No, no. It's in your face now. Tapos lumabas yung boss ko sa TV. We have to da-da-da-da. We're going off the air. Biglang colored bars and black. Where were you when that happened? I was at home, not believing it. I was just getting ready for my own little Facebook live thing that I was yeah. doing every night. Um, Martin in the house. Yeah, we did that to keep company, everyone who was in quarantine, because there was nothing to do. So I figured maybe you want to hear some music. My, my twin sister, who doesn't sing mm. anymore, although that's her first love, we thought we'd do it. And during that time, while preparing, we're pulled off the air. There was no reason why, no warning. Hey, baka we might on May 5 be prepared. No, nah, nothing. So Ouch. it was like the, the, the rug was just pulled out from under our feet. And then to take it to all these hearings, and I watched every single one, and uh, to hear how my bosses were being talked to and the things that they were revealing in the past, even as early as the 60s, even as to the birth of, our, of Gabby Lopez, I mean, all of the why? Why are we going all so far back? Why yes, is this becoming yes. a, a personal thing when it could just be, this is what you did wrong? You didn't pay the taxes here or whatever it is. So you need to do all of this and then we'll put you back on the air. How easy is that? Yeah. But it had to become a mudslinging thing. And to see my bosses with eyes at, of, of children at Christmas not knowing what to expect when they open their gifts, that kind of look, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then to come out with respectful words in Deepo and Dialen, and they're having to answer for things that happened even before they were born, maybe. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To see that, what a painful, painful process. I've been with ABS-CBN, a proud Capamilia, for the last 30-plus years. The day they first came back on the air, I was the first mm. artist to come to, to the new yes. ABS-CBN. I was a composer and singer of their first jingle. And then when TFC came, I was the composer and ambassador to TFC. And then I became Bantay Bata's very first ambassador when we only had 25 kids. I was the first of many, many things of You've EBS. You've been there CBN. since that peg was a... When yeah. they came back and said, we're here to stay, or we're here, or we, we have come back, the, the song was uh, uh, ABS-CBN, it's right. great to see you again. That's you. ABS-CBN, it's great to see you again. And now yeah. it's da 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 da. Yeah. So I have so much invested in the station. Like the big big show, right? Many, <laughs> many, and then so your penthouse live from Channel Seven became Martin and uh, Pops and Martin together. Number two together. Mm. The not so late night with Edu. I mean, the late night show with Edu became the not so late night 
show right, with Edu right. and then TV Patrol and so on and so on. And then everything became a show. Then ASAP came and the rest is history. So, I was there when you guys did ASAP. Oh, guess pardon. I remember when we, when we, they, when we ended, we, uh, they wanted to turn uh, Penthouse Live into a variety show. Yes. Which later became Tonight with Dick and Carmi. Yes. That was the new concept for Penthouse Live. So Pops would have to have been a little bit on the sexier. Martin would have to be a little bit on the funnier. Right. Right? And then these are the people, actors, they were going to put into the show. Regina was supposed to be there. Uh, Jano. Um, so many. It's supposed to be one big variety so show. So it was changing na talaga, no? Exactly. And that's when Pops and I looked at each other and said, we don't want this to happen to the show that made us meet and so yes. the history. So we ended it. At least, na, ano, na, how do you say it? Na immortalized ba? Or, yeah, parang ganun, eh? We didn't want it touched. Yeah. And it was, you know what was so nice? People who first came out on Penthouse Live, like the Rage Band, Regine Velasquez, Gary Valenciano, all these people started their, they, came. they all came uninvited just to say thank you to Penthouse Live. And then so we left and we never came back until it became ASAP. Wow. And then ASAP, as you know, is still on the air. But when, when ABS-CBN went through all these hearings and they, they had to go through such torture, such disrespect, such awful... I mean, if we're eating and if I'm having dinner in your house or in any house, there's manners, there's certain... Yes. And to think that... There's decorum. There's decorum. And especially when it comes to the... the the, what, where, the, the, the House of President... House, uh, Congress? Congress. Yeah. In Congress, they have so much respect, which is like by the book kind of respect. Yeah. Where I have to acknowledge their presence before you speak. Can I be recognized? Uh, I have a manifestation. Instead of going, no, that's not true. You cannot talk like that. They have to practice the proper yeah. respect. Yet, when they would speak to the likes of a Corey Bidanias... And you say the words to a woman and speak to her in that matter, manner, it's so not gentleman, it's so not polite, it's so not Filipino, and it's so not whatever the rules are in that room. So you guys were watching this, and what were you feeling, aside from on a, appalled, being appalled, na parang, is this really happening? Did you guys feel that this is not going to go in our favor? While it was going on, I really, truthfully, I really thought there was still hope. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just that kind of a guy, you know? I really felt that, uh, I was even worried about making this trip to LA. I said, what if we get the franchise? We might go live and I'll be in LA or Las Vegas. I'm going to miss that party, you know? I was thinking, should I stay another day or two right, until? Right. And they said that, you know, it's up to you, blah, blah, blah. But I never once thought that we didn't have a chance. I didn't once think we're going to get it. I didn't once think, no, for sure, we're not going to get it. But I knew for sure that we had a chance. How about this, believe it or not? I was talking to um, important people at GMA. And I go, I heard about um, ABS-CBN being off the air. This was back in May. So I, GMA, this is what GMA said. Temporary lang yan. They'll be back. Even them were surprised na it would go this far. You know, for a lot of us, and again, GMA has been so fair about all of us. It's really so sad that we had such a kunyari rivalry. Kailangan yun eh. But to know that they're behind us now, yeah, that is such a nice, nice gesture and nice feeling and shows you the true colors of GMA 7. Yeah, yeah. We, you can't have just one network or two networks. Yes. GMA 7, 
amazing station. I've worked, I started there for Evan Six. Yeah. ABC Five, another station that the great quality, great people behind the station. Uh, they need, they need maybe more content, you know, but nothing wrong with any of the stations. But you take one away, the other two cannot last without. Correct. Them. You need, we need each other. Interdependent, yeah, ni, di ba? But it's like a chair. If you take out one of the legs, it's uh-huh. gonna fall. Uh huh. It's gonna fall. Yeah. So we need you even just to make a stand. To help us stand, yes. to help us keep this chair standing or this table standing, we need you there. Kailangan isang poste. It's like it's like a band. Exactly. Tatlong miembro sikat, yung dalawa hindi sikat, but it doesn't mean hindi mo kailangan yung dalawa exactly. miembro. You need every component. Exactly. Yeah. And and for us to be a, a a force or an, to be envied by the world, we need to have more networks, more more artists, more more how we do the news. Fair and balanced news. I mean, I'd like to think we are, although we're being accused of not being. And all of those accusations, I ha- cannot fight. I will not fight anyone because really, you're really entitled to your own opinion. Exactly. Huh? But don't make your opinion be our destiny. Correct. You get more? I mean, and dami ng trabaho during a time when people are already losing uh, work, losing their lives uh-huh. to a virus. That's where our concentration should be and where it was. Until all of this happened. Now, did we do wrong? Most probably. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Where there is smoke, there's fire. Definitely, we had lots of smoke. But we can put out the fire. Yes. Let us put out the fire and start from ashes all over again. Yes. I remember when I was, I remember when I was getting my green card, hindi binigay yung green card ko on that specific day. So I thought, and then the consul, uh, the, yeah, the officer at the immigration office in downtown LA said, here are the requirements. Pick two out of the 11. Pick two. Fulfill them. I'll give you your green card. Mm. Like what you just said. Yeah. It's not something that could not be fixed. Yeah. What's the goal ba talaga, di ba? Exactly. That's it. What's the goal ba talaga? Kasi the, yung, yung officer, kung ang goal ni pauwi na ako sa Pilipinas, he would have said, I need you to complete all 11. Mm. Kundi umuwi ka. Mm. Ang sabi niya, pick two. So alam mo, yung puso niya is, I want you to I stay. I want you to stay. I want your dream to, to happen. Yeah. Di ba? Yeah. But in the case of ABS-CBN, uh, it's been years of back and forth and, and, and I just don't think that... Uh, the likes of Carlo Katikbak, uh, Mark Lopez, Corey Vidanias, my whole team of ABS event, I don't think they deserve to be spoken to that way. Mm-hmm. If we did something wrong, let's be professionals. Yes. Man. What's, how much do I owe you? Billions? Okay. How many years will it take me to pay this? I can't pay it without a station. Yeah. Give me a chance to improve the mistakes made in the past. Amicable settlement. In the past. Yes. Now, uh, I, whatever... Other things we did wrong with not showing certain campaign mm. speeches or and all of I don't know the logistics and the rules, but if you're going to make a decision where eleven thousand plus people lives are at stake, yes. do not make that decision out of spite, out of anger, out of wanting to get back at you, revenge. If that's the, the driving force, we didn't need the seventy or the eleven votes. We didn't even have to even do this. Right. Just tell us you're done, finished. But to go there and have to humiliate us to belittle us, yeah. it was. I mean, if you look at the score, seventy to eleven. God bless the eleven. Yeah. Thank you so much for being bold 
and for being true and for thinking of someone other than yourself. Yeah, that's true. We did wrong, but you're think you're not thinking about the wrong. Let's make you, it, yeah. Because you know we can make it right. Yes. You know if you give us this chance, you give us a franchise, we can make it right and you're willing to wait and gamble with us. It's a leap of faith either way, even for us. True. now the pressure and the, the, the microscope lenses will be all on us. Diba mas, ibig sabihin, mas may pag-asa to correct it. Exactly. Again, second second chance to eh. And everyone will be our judge. Yes. You get more? <clears throat> Are we worthy? Are we worthy? Diba may exactly. Yeah. But the 70, the 70 people who went against it, they did not even hesitate. That's for me. They didn't, oh, I, you know, we know we're going to be uh, unemploying a lot of people, but we have to do this. Why? Give us a chance. We can do better. Nice. And we're back. So, Eti, here's my question. Is, is ABS-CBN, in your, in your opinion, able to pivot to a la Netflix? Well, they've been trying that already. I mean, it's, I want but the, maybe time to downshift and really go... Maybe. Maybe they, they saw this coming and that's why they have other alternatives. And also because times are changing. I mean, remember, we're talking about, a, I think, if I'm understanding it correctly, we're talking about free TV. Yeah. That's the one that we need to show because not everyone has is Netflixable. Right. They're not Netflixable. Right. You know, and, and, and those who are Netflixable, and they're the ones who benefit from uh, different uh, avenues, different journeys, different, different yeah. trials and errors and, and, and the, in, the, in the likes of, of I Want TV or of Cable TV or uh, where everything is going now. I Want TV is like our version of a Netflix. Okay. You get, there you have the best of the movies and TV shows and so on. You can rewatch it over and Pretty over again. On. That's what they're doing. But they were already doing it with our free TV channel, Channel 2. That's the franchise. That's the frequency that we needed to get back. So we can entertain, inspire, and inform everyone. Not just, just those who are Netflixable. And and nakakatawa, like, like YouTube, for instance. We have that too. Magugulat, di ba? Ang daming may YouTube. And maybe it's time for for ABS-CBN to actually dig more in the pocket and let's bring more into the free YouTube space. Sure. And, you know, just, mali mo, in a, in a few years, bumalik ang franchise. Now you have all these, is that possible? I think anything is possible. I don't know if um, it's, it, it, if everything you mentioned is going to happen tomorrow. Uh-huh. I think many tomorrows from now, and we just have to get used to the new normal. And the new normal means uh, a network in the Philippines that's missing. Mm. And that's sad, sad to say, because undaming nagdidepensa free television on yeah. Channel 2. Yeah, uh, TFC is still there, so w- we have that to show some of the shows, if not all the shows that are still, uh, they're going to choose now what shows are going to survive and what shows they can't afford to, to do anymore. Is ASAP still... So around? far, ASAP is still uh, one of the shows that's, that's fulfilling, uh, g- giving content to these uh, other channels, these other avenues that we're, that we're talking about, the other platforms, like on YouTube, like on TFC. Uh, it's important that we have content or we're going to lose, everyone's going to lose complete interest in us. So we have to keep everybody still involved, still inspired, still informed, any way and every way we can. Martin in the house. What's the plan for that? Well, really, there was really no plan. I was, Really? It all started with that. They had this fundraiser called Bayanihan Musikahan. Yeah. That Ryan Musica, uh, Ryan Musica, Ryan Kayabyab had spearheaded, and all the artists mm. wanted to be part of it. They made yeah. over a hundred plus million yes. pesos for the for the needy, for those who needed the most. Uh, artists and, included? No, we didn't make any. You know, point good. 
No, uh, no, no, no. But they had some fundraisers for the artists. Oh, okay. you mean for those who were starving or just? Yeah, of course, because yes. in, our, in our thread. No, no, no. I'm part of that thread. I'm like, okay, I see a Martin Rivera. I see a Kulides. Yes. But then I see, I see somebody I don't know. So there are A-listers in our group. There are B-listers and there are the starvings in our group. And I'm right. like, did anybody reach out to them? You're right. You're absolutely right. In fact, that was one of the conversations I've had with the likes of, of Trina Bilad. Um, Bellamide, Bellamide. Yeah. She's uh, our moderator, right? Yeah. Um, also with uh, with the likes of of Twinkie. Yeah. Like the Mayo. Uh, all of them were concerned also about the musicians, even those who gig at night. Yes. Who, do, who don't have gigs anymore. Yes. My musicians don't work. If I don't work, they don't work. Yes. So in the many uh, different types of fundraisers that Bayanian Musica Hans spearheaded, there was also one for the musicians nice. and the production people and the directors and the freelance workers, the people who do the lights, the sound. Yes. Everyone was, was part of this. Was it enough? I don't know. But it's still going on. So one day they said, Martin, can you do one for Bayanian Musikahan? Do what? I don't even know how to turn on my Facebook. I don't even know what that was. I, I, was, was, I was laughing at the thread because you, you, <laughs> you were talking to everybody going, how do I, how do I operate this? Absolute. Oh, in, my, in my garage or in, my, in my, one of my cabinets, I had a mixer full of dust. <laughs> the one you used to use when you were in, in town. A couple of speakers, the one he used to use also. A couple of microphones. In my car, I have the microphone ready for concerts that I use, a concert uh, microphone. Yeah. So I said, how am I going to make all this work? So Jaime Goodenis of Soundcheck <laughs> yes, came to your house. Talked me through oh, it. Talk to you. Changed my mixer. Give me another one, just a small. Taught me how to do everything one by one. This was the whole reason why we did Martin in the house was just to be able to do Bayanihan Musikahan. Okay. And when I did it, no joke, it was an iPad. And right next to the, 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 the microphone of the iPad was a speaker. That was it. And my minus okay. one, right? That's yeah. it because I don't play an instrument. So that was the whole thing. And then it graduated to saying, hey, you know what? Let's just keep doing this. Yeah. Let's keep people company during this to make sure that they go home and that they stay home, especially the essential workers who came home after a hard day's work or whatever. Some people in the hospitals, all the frontliner heroes, they would watch during their break, yes. during the nine to midnight hour. They yep. have a lot of breaks. I even wrote a couple of songs just for them. So it, it became a thing. And then Tita Vicky, my God, my twin sister, she's so depressed right now because I'm not in Manila to be able to do the Facebook Live. And she loves to sing. Wow. And she doesn't know how to do anything. I just, I, I, could, I barely know what I'm doing. So that's why we said, let's just keep this going. It's not about money. We're not a fundraiser. We're a bridge for other fundraisers, maybe, yes. you know. But I, I didn't want to abuse it. There's already a, a donor's fatigue going on out there. I don't want to mislead the people to think that I'm riding on the, on the coattails of fundraising season, you know. But this virus has really changed everything in our lives. And, and if we cannot help our own, you know, they say that charity begins at home. Exactly. And that's why I'm very passionate about giving work to my musicians. I've already making minus ones. I don't even need these minus ones. Mm. But maybe one day I will, because the new normal seems to be something here where I can't right. have a band. Right. But at least I can employ... Them, some people, some, yeah, uh, fundraisers. Um, I, I did one already the other day with with uh, with our friend jo with jo Joseph Bayan, yeah, yeah, Joseph Bayan. Um, and and anyway, in every that one, I went for schools, yes, because the, the students in uh, other parts of the Philippines can't afford to even do social distancing. Correct, they cannot. You know, and they, this is their mask like this. I mean, it's so sad that we have to think of people in different levels. 
in I different know. classifications. Like like you were saying, the, the class A to the whatever. During this pandemic, during this virus, we're all even. Yeah. Walang rich, walang poor, walang mas yes. masik, yung sikat, yung A, A, what did you call Zero. them? Zero, A-listers. A, a A-listers, wala, wala na. We're all the same. I am officially just another musician trying to figure out how I'm going to get my next meal. And most musicians, they call them starving musicians. Mm. We're not joking. We're really starving. Should you be sympathetic to us because we're musicians, we're artists, we're people too. And sometimes people forget that. We're people too. Musicians are people too. They're, you know what? I've said this once. I'll say it again here in your show. Musicians for me are the ones who should be in front. Thank you. Because I don't know how to play the drums. I don't know how to play the bass or the guitar. I don't know how to do any of that. And I'm the one on the poster. How did that happen? How did you f- find the least talented person to be the star of the show? Explain that to me. Or... But you really are a star, huh? But no, but you get my point. I got your point. That's why I'm saying it's important to worry about the musicians because they are the talented ones. They studied their whole life. They, they, they have yes. broken marriages. They have yes. no girlfriend. They have no life because they're spending their yes. time learning their yes. craft while I take a nap and worry about, is there going to be a teleprompter? True. You see, <laughs> can you balance this out and see how important it is to feed your musicians? Thank you. Let's it's let's, so true. let's digest that because <laughs> no, because it's true talaga. And I didn't want to say anything on the Bayanian musikahan thread, but that's how I felt. I I I I actually go. Parang may mali. We're raising a lot of money, and this was the first few up to the Lea Salonga um, fundraising, and I was like, why aren't we talking about the rest of the musicians here? And then I would private. Um, chat them and go were you offered an honorarium? Mm. no the ones performing you mean? yung mga nagperform mm. na were you offered an honorarium? no because okay are we supposed to be assumed to be okay? you know what, you know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. again you, you, you humanized us already eh. so parang <clears throat> nakakatuwa because of this day and age may mga GoFundMe Patreon mga ganon People are now aware, the fans are mm-hmm. now aware that us musicians and artists, yeah, there was a heyday we were making the big bucks. Pero now, pantay-pantay na lahat ng kita. And they're willing to give when you ask? Mm. Or, I don't know. You know what am I missing? You're missing also a lot. There's a lot of other fundraisers like Faith Over Fear. I don't know if you even know that. <coughs> Faith Over Fear. There was one I just did for the, the, the musicians in Cebu and Davao. Do I know any of them? No. Absolutely not. But their family, yes. their family. And, and if, I, if all I have to do is sing on, with my microphone like this on, on my little mixer, if that's it all you need money, me for, yeah. it's, you, there's no reason. And that's why I tell all the other artists, you have to forget the word no. Yes. There's no more no. We cannot afford a no. Martin, can you do three songs? Can I send it to you? Sure. Boom, it's done. Yeah. However, what song do you want? Who do I am referring to? There have been other fundraisers, and I know for a fact, and I forgot that there's, there's another name for it. It's an actual fund just for the musicians. Amen. Just so you know. But it's so hard to sell it to people. Because you got me perception. They, you know? So who are they? You, you pay them. Yeah. That's your problem. No, 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 no. They, we are all one. Yes. Not one richer than, I mean, can you imagine Lea Salonga? Zero 
talent no, fee. No Zero gig. honorarium. Mm. Nothing. Yep. But without hesitation, yes. Gary Balenciano, he did it three times. Yeah. He even did it on his uh, 37th anniversary concert. It should have been all about him. It was a fundraiser. Galing. So if we can label it all, it's going to take us forever. I just know that there's, a, there's, a, there's another term, another word for the, the Bayanian Musikahan Presents. And this. that was all for the musicians. And, you know, and like, production people. If this is our new normal, nakakatuwa because ngayon natin nakikita, there are a lot of generous people all over the world. No? You're finding this out now. I mean, yeah. little did you know that the likes of, whom, and I mean even here in Hollywood, how willing they are to come out, how willing their athletes are giving, are, 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 are auctioning off their jerseys. jerseys. Yes. They're calling up frontliners. Hey, how are you doing? And then they google at your mga frontliners. Then they go up sila sa mga idol nila sa baseball, sa American football. Everyone is really knowing now their worth. And they know that, that their worth is nothing. It's, they're worthless unless they do something with their yeah. worth. And that's what they're, they're, I think the artists, the names, the big stars, the, the showbiz personalities, that's what we're all realizing now. So, paano kayo nakabati ni Gary Valenciano? You want to know the truth? I'll tell you how. Because in the 90s, which is the, the, the decade you forgot to talk about, yeah, no, no, I, there was a time it. when Gary V and I were equal. You know why? Why? Because they were, that was the era of the bands. I wasn't going there yet. I'm going there because we hated you guys. <laughs> Intro Voice, River Maya, Eraser Heads, True, true, true Faith. faith yeah. True Faith. And now after we, Image. Yeah. After Image. I mean, The Dawn, just to name a few of the bands that took over. I'll never forget. This is the truth. I'm in Loyola. Ateneo, yes. Loyola, doing a concert. Mary Noel has eraser heads. Now try and guess how many people watched the concert king of the Philippines. Just take a guess. Less half? Not even 200 people. Loyola, you know how big Loyola yes, is? Yes, okay. that, that whole, yeah. Now the 200 people, I think, I think were part of the class that produced <laughs> us. So actually, nobody came. Ask me how many people watched the Eraser Heads. Intro voice, ganun din. Yeah. When all the screaming girls went to the bands, na wala, na even Steven, sila Martin and Gary. Nagiging even, dun kami naga, ano, we're playing cards. Nagmama dyong kami dalawa ni Gary. Ano, ano, ponga, 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 Gary, Gary, ali, ali, ponga, ponga, ponga. That was the time Gary V and I ate humble pie. We just became, you know, referred to as, you know, how about a Martin Rivera song? That's all we were. Oh my a God. A song, a history, a peg. But we were in the dust, eating the dust of the likes of the intro voice. But you know, I was going to go there. I was going to go there. Actually, see, Dave, when you said, in the night, no, 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 80s, because we're saving the 90s. I for didn't know you were saving it. Thank you for saving the best for last. Well, you win. <laughs> no, because <laughs> because nakakatuwa nga talaga kasi kami ni na JJ, sabi namin, ang goal namin was to be like you guys pero in a band setting. Because not everybody can sing like Martin Rivera, not everybody can sing like Gary Valenciano, but we wanted to be as popular as you guys and you all were. that stuff. You did, and then some. So, sabi namin, at least 
if we do this collectively, isang tao lang yun, baka kaya natin. You know, we tried. Well, I'm sure you also had your, your, I mean, if we had more time, I would ask you about your competition with all the other bands. What did Intervoice have that, let's say, the Eraserheads didn't have? What was your calling? I mean, I'm sure you also liked each other. What is it? <laughs> no, but yeah, that's true. I keep telling that people. Happens. Yes, that really happens. I, I know you guys are still together. Yeah, every the, originally together. So, ang, ang competition was we were more like the Martin Nivera. Mm, how so? Kami yung mga baladir. Okay, okay. Kami dunami na kwa yung tao. Just be, just being, you know that. And then, siguro the pure energy yun na yung mga nagwerak. Iko-compare na natin sa mga Gary Valenciano uh, style, di ba? But your formula, sabi namin, kaya natin to eh. Si Jonathan has a very distinct voice. Not mm-hmm. the best voice, but distinct voice like you. But when you hear it, you know it's intro voice. Mm. When you hear my voice, you know it's Martin. That's what you mean. Yes, distinct, di ba? Like sabi ko, people can sing a Martin Rivera song, but they don't sound like Martin. So we have that with Jonathan. But Jonathan can't talk. <laughs> That's where I come in. Oh, I can talk like Martin. <laughs> I mean, I'm no Martin, but at least I can, I can, you know, I have the gift of gab. In too. other words, madaldal. Oh, Just so you know. Okay. So, I go, oh, dito tayo. Sundan natin ang formula ni Martin. So that's what we did. Oh, see? So I, I'm glad to help. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Very, no, very true. That's why it's, it's, it's here. It's nice that you're here. That Robin's here because when I first met Robin as a musician, ang goal namin was to really return that favor. Really, thank you. Kubaga, papunta pa lang siya to do wish. Kami babakap sa kanya's intro voice. Sabi namin, let's do justice to Robin Yvera. Well, but Robin can stand on his own. That's for damn sure. And just so you know, when people ask me, what is your best memory or best? Of all your concerts, of all the shows you've done, what was your very best? Can you believe that my answer has always been that same night? That same night when the bands took over, Intro Voice, all the names we mentioned, it just so happened the band that was kicking my ass was, was Eraserheads. Uh, just right next door, Marino. <laughs> that for me was my best performance. You want to know why? Why? That's the first time, remember Tito Joji, my manager at the time, comes up to me and says, Mart. Mart. Sorry, but Mart. Walang bumili ng ticket. Uh, oh, no, no, Mart. He's already, he's thinking I'm going to freak. So he's saying, I'm not saying anything. I'm just calm. He's going, no, no, Mart. No, you know what? I'll get to the bottom of this, but you need to tell me, should we cancel? You still have time. There's three hours till the show. Should we cancel? I said, how many people are out there? Well, puro mga taga production and all of their parents and all of that. Class of whatever. I forgot the name of the class. I'm so sorry. But I said, how many? 200. 200. I said, so those 200 people came to watch me. Correct. I have to perform. Amen. For those 200 people. And to this day, to this day, empty seats everywhere, right? To this day, I don't remember a time I sang with so much passion. I sang like it was the last performance of my life. I didn't take out one song. Broadway medley, you know me, son. Every medley after medley. Ginawa ko lahat until the very end. May encore pa. Wow. 
Yung 200 people standing ovation asking for more. That was the biggest and best moment of my life when I turned uh, an awful experience wow. into gold. And that for me is the lesson that we all need to learn. Yep. That you're never going to always be the concert king. So you need to treat your audience as the king. They deserve a performance that's fit for a king, whether they're 200 or 200,000. You give the same performance always. Galing, no? It's a true story. To this day, when people ask me, what's your best performance ever? It was, it was when it was my, my worst, when no one came to watch. Wow. Now, there's not too many artists that can say that they performed in front of nobody and gave the performance of their life. Did you ever think na, okay, hindi ako, hindi ako mainit ngayon. I'm still Martin Rivera. I'm just gonna host. Because in the 90s, you had Martin late at night and you had Mad. Was it, what's the first? Mad or? Mad. Like, mad. He had Mad and then. Uh, no, because there's <clears throat> now in my new life, in our new life now, talk shows, unless it's a podcast or something on the internet, um, it's hindi na uso. I mean, I've been offered uh, on other stations to do a talk show, but because of my loyalty to ABS-CBN, I said, I'll just wait. If there's a new channel that's going to come out because cable was coming in, yeah. as we're talking now, now it's re- a reality. Um, maybe they'll, off, they'll be looking for content and they'll allow me to do a talk show. But right. it's not, people don't want slow talk anymore. They don't want slow, long talk. They want boom. If you watch Jimmy Kimmel, you watch Jimmy Fallon, you watch James uh, Corden, if you watch their shows, the talk is very small. Right. Everything is gimmick, game, car, karaoke. I'm weird, no? I'm weird. Because of them. They, do, they want it fast and quick. Nobody has time except, again, for a podcast, right? Because on a podcast, on this show, I had Odette Quesada for two hours. See? Guess what the comments were? Mm. Bitin. See? I bet you, UK Robin, ganun din, bitin. Kaya may part two. I bet you, ang comment nila rito is, bitin. This is what I'm saying. You have to really know who your following is. Television now, talk to any talk, talk show host now, I'm sure that's their struggle. How they can keep themselves current, mm. how they can keep themselves interesting in the new normal. And I don't mean the new normal of the new vi- because of the virus. The new normal of showbiz. No one has right. the attention span they used to have. So to answer your question, no, it's never crossed my mind to do one more than the other. Yeah. I love to sing. I love to perform. And I love big and small audiences alike. Now, for me, my motto in life is there's no such thing as a small gig. There's no such thing as a small gig. Because if you think, Ay, that's just a no. Two songs lang naman, wag na lang. Or uh, how much will you charge for a, you know, what am I, a prostitute? You know, <laughs> Don't ask me how much I will charge for three songs. Because I'm not going to give you three songs. I'm going to give you whatever it is you're paying me. I'm right? going to give you as much as I can. Yes. Not because I charge X amount per song. Because it's like saying... I have to tell the whole story. I can't just exactly. go once upon a time, the end. That's what I usually tell people when, they, when there's uh, inquiries. They're asking how many for this many songs. That, and I ask about the, I always ask, tell me what it's about. What's our purpose of this show? Is it for this or for that or for a charity, whatever? Sometimes I don't even charge because it's, it's something I believe in. Yes. And I want to be part of it. Yes. I want to be responsible for yes. helping these people. But sometimes you have to think to yourself, no matter if you're a new artist or an old artist, there's no such thing as a small gig. You have to attack it as if it were your last performance and at the same time that it's your first. Wow. Any advice for people like me and others trying to make it in the industry? I should ask you the advice because you kids seem to be the ones who don't want to give up. 
Have during, you given up? During my time, we, a lot of us have given up, come back. This will be my last performance. Yung pala, it's not. Moral of the story, long story short, stop talking, just do it. Don't tell us what your plan is going to be. In a, in a year from now, I'm going to... No, you're not. When I go to Hollywood, I'm going to be... No, you're not. But you know what? If I know and sing a duet with so-and-so, no, it's not going to happen. Stop talking about it. Just do it. And if you don't do it because you didn't talk about it, no one knows. Now, before... <laughs> right. To other, to other dads who have kids chasing their dreams... You have one of them, I have one of them. But what's your message to other dads with regard to their kids mm. who are chasing their dreams? It's hard because most dads, if not all dads, want to dream the dream for their kids. Mm. So the advice would be don't dream dreams for your children. Live long enough to see them realize it. That's always been my prayer for myself is that I always ask God, I said, Lord, please, if anything, allow me to live long enough to see my children, all three boys, realize their dreams. And then I can say I died a happy man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Martin Rivera, live at Thank you. Place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have you back. Huh? Sure. How about Friday? Good. <laughs> Oh, excuse me.